Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another fantastic night of Fandom Access. I'm your ever-faithful host, AJ. Greetings and salutations. Big show tonight. Fear the Walking Dead. The Walking Dead World Beyond. Doctor Who. Midnight Mass. Why the Last Man. And the season premiere of the 4400. And look, one of my co-hosts is here already. Yay. Hello. It's Karen. Hello, Hi, Karen. how are you? I know who it is. Uh, I'm good. Fine wait. evening, yeah? Good. Can't wait to talk about everything. And look, here's Jamie, too. All right. Hello, Hello Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Hello. Hi, how are you? Great. Good. A little, a little congested, but otherwise good. Sounds <laughs> like me. My um, I live in an apartment building, and they just switched over to heat finally today. Uh, oh, yeah, I've been freezing in my apartment. <laughs> uh, so like it's forced air, so I always get a little congested when the heat goes on for the first time. It's only November. Yeah. I know, I know. The, the, we're actually, uh, we're actually. Tonight's our first freeze warning, and I think that's what finally made the condo board president decide uh-huh. to loosen the purse strings and give us some heat today. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well. Uh, so if I sniffle, yep. Yeah, if I sniffle, excuse me. Okay. I'm so, still trying right. to my, So you might not be the only one. Yep. Yeah. So we so got a full, busy show, full so show tonight. Yes, so you two might want to jump into it. So no chit-chat. No time for any chit-chat tonight. Okay. All right. Well, so, let's start with Doctor Who. Let's start with Doctor Who. Okay. Yay, Doctor Who's back. <laughs> That's yep. my comment. Yay, Doctor Who's back. Yay, um, Doctor Who's back. Well, yeah. Um, so I, I thought it was cool that they did it on Halloween this time instead of Christmas or New Year's like they had done. Um. I was surprised. I know you were surprised because they kind of didn't announce it actually that long ago and that it was coming and there wasn't like a whole lot of lead up, but I thought it was pretty cool that they did that. And I like that they kind of tied it into Halloween, but the episode had a lot of problems. I mean, I'm usually, you know, defending the show and, and there are things that I liked about it, but I feel like the biggest problem for me, and I know we talked about this is that, They had an okay story, but then they shoved everything else on top of it. I feel like they, like if they had just done the story with the swarm and and whatever their, that's the name of the one guy. I don't, I forget what they're called now, but the, the ones that look, (laughs) that look like that. um, Now that I said that, I can't even think of his name. I gotta look it up. His name is like Karamanga, Kata, Kat, yeah. Kavarki, no, I no, I was talking about the glittery aliens, the Ravagers. I just couldn't think of their name. Oh, the Ravagers, um, It yeah. looks like Tim Shaw. That's what I was going to say, because that's what I think. It looks like Tim Shaw, but crystals instead of teeth and lots of glitter. But regardless of that, um, if they had just had the story, but yes, you're right, even with Carvinista. If they had had Carvinista and the Ravagers and, like, the Flux, I think maybe it would have been okay. But for me, the fact that they also tried to shove in Weeping Angels and Suntarans, I feel like that was, it just didn't fit and it didn't make sense. And it seems like they were just adding them for the sake of adding them. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's because people were pissed they made all new aliens 
I know, I know um, you know, people would be mad that Chris Chibnall wasn't using for a while a lot of the, the, the creatures we like, but that isn't a reason just to throw them in there for no reason. Um, so that that's my main complaint. The actual storyline and the flux and everything I, I thought was okay. I didn't mind the, um, like you said, Carvinista. I mean, he looked like Chewbacca and was really kind of cheesy looking, but I think that works for me because a lot of the Doctor Who villains are like, or not villains, creatures are like that. And since he wasn't a villain, like, I don't know. It didn't bother me that he was kind of silly looking. I thought it was funny. Um, the other aliens wasn't a bad design. It's interesting. I just, I don't know. I kept thinking of Chim Shaw and they had so much glitter on it. It was more like makeup because they had so much glitter. So I, I don't know. That to me was a little strange, but um, but the main storyline part was okay. I liked I liked um, Dan. I think he's better than Yaz. <laughs> I'm not I sure know. That's, you know, not necessarily saying a lot, but uh, but so far I like him better than Yaz. Um, because I really, without Graham, I mean, out of the three, Graham was always my favorite. I think yours too. And yeah. I don't per se dislike Yaz. I mean, she's okay, but like she's not that interesting to me. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. What did you think? Well, I mean, I agree with much of what you had to say. I think this episode was just way too overstuffed with, with too much stuff going on. And, you know, there was at least three or at least three, four kinds of, four kinds of aliens in this, right? Centaurans, mm-hmm. Weeping Angels, um, Crystal Man, uh, Chewbacca. <laughs> I can't remember his name, Carbonista. Yeah. Who, who his species is called yeah. the Lou, the Lou, somebody or other. Lupari. The Lupari, Lupari. Yeah. I mean, there are, you know, at least four kinds of aliens, plus introducing a new companion um, uh-huh. in this episode. And so it, it was just we to me, way too overstuffed. Too, which I, forgot about. I don't know if Vinder is going to be a, I, I get the opinion from some of the press that he may be a companion too soon. I don't know. Vinder um, and Claire. I mean, whoever this Claire person is who met up with the Weeping Angels was introduced also in this episode. Um, yeah, although she may end up just staying in the past. So I have no clue, but yeah. Vinder's the, Vinder's the, um, uh, the guy who has, I keep wanting to call him Baby Killmonger. He has Killmonger hair. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, Killmonger yeah, from Wakanda, I, they have the same hairdo. Um, and yeah. Do. There was well, you know, I had to watch this twice to even like. So the first time I watched it, I totally couldn't pay attention to what was going on, and I fell asleep. But that's because I woke up at five thirty on Sunday morning to run a race. It's not the fault of necessarily the show. But I watched it a well, second time, I as you it know. So to get a lot of it too. So there you go. Although I have to say, yeah. part of it was the accents. I don't know why, why, but I swear they were harder to understand this time. Maybe just because I haven't watched it for a while. I don't know. Oh well, I it's was, a like, totally different. Captions. Yes. So this episode takes place in Liverpool, um, and Dan, Dan, Don, Dan is from Liverpool, Dan. and the guy, John Bishop, who plays him is a guy from Liverpool. I have a friend who's from Liverpool who was very, very excited to, um, uh, and keeps asking me what I thought of it, what I thought of it. And Tom, my friend Tom, really has a similar accent. He calls it a Scouse accent, is what they call it in England. And it's like, uh, it is a different kind of a British accent from that part of London. I mean, like, God, uh, not London, that part of, of England. Um, I know what you mean. And actually, yeah, but I and know, actually I my friend... She was hard to understand this week, though, too, so I don't know. Yeah. And actually, my friend sent me a um, a link to a 
like a, an article online that there really are Victorian era tunnels underneath that were dug underneath um, Liverpool, but I'm not really sure why because I didn't read the article yet. So I will report on that. That's another storyline yeah, that was going the other on story that, line that we added didn't in. understand either, right? Well, so, yeah, and I have a couple – sorry, go ahead. I'll let you finish what you think, and then I'll tell you what I was going to well, say. Well, I was going to say what I said I was going to say what I said to you via text, which is I understand that this is like the first, first time in a long time, really, that they're doing a a six-story a six arc. It's one story over six episodes, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and so I understand there's going to be a lot more built into it, but I don't think they had to dump it all on us in the first episode. Yeah, I almost it, wonder that because people have been complaining so much, if maybe they wanted to make sure people watched it. So they're like, well, we're going to have Weeping Angels, and we're going to have, you know, so you got to watch it to see all this. I, I don't know. And granted, I, I'm happy they have Weeping Angels. I mean, that's like one of my favorites, and I think that's awesome. I just, they should have done it in a different episode. I didn't need it in here. Um, what I was going to say is I think, I'm guessing, they didn't outright say, but considering Claire said something like she meets them in the past, I assume she's going to end up in that time period. Because they showed that they, for lack of a better word, blooped her there, <laughs> blooped her somewhere at the very end. I assume that's where yeah. she's going to end up. Um, but so, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I get that that's connected, but I, I don't know. It's just, I don't understand when there's all these other aliens, why we need these aliens. I mean, the Centaurans, they follow whatever pain and that. So I guess they're happy that the world's going to be destroyed. And I don't know if it's supposed to be that the weeping angels are feeding off that energy or what, but I just feel like they could have waited. Um, I, I mean, there was enough without it. Um, what am I going to say? Oh, and then the other thing I wanted to mention to you, and, and I sort of talked about this a little bit in the text, is that um, I kind of, and, and, and this part I did, the end part of it I did, but I, I don't know if I like this idea that there's another creature or person or alien, whatever the hell you want to call swarm, that knows the doctor but she forgot about. Like, they, they're trying to put, he's trying to push more into the backstory that wasn't there. Um, yeah. That kind of irritates me. But the thing is, is that it, the conversation, and this is the part that I talked to you about, his conversation about, oh, we know each other, we've been fighting this, you know, battle before, it was very reminiscent of the master. Um, if they hadn't had the master recently, I would have said maybe that was what it was. And I don't know, maybe I wouldn't have thought about it if we didn't have the master recently. I would tend to think they're not going to do it again so soon with a different actor. Don't know. But... It wasn't just the conversation was was kind of reminiscent. The other thing that was important that people picked up on, and I didn't realize it was a different actor but until I was reading about it, but at the beginning of the episode when Swarm is kidnapped, well, not kidnapped, but like when he's in that prison by Division, which Division, by the way, if people don't remember, the ones that wiped her memory. But when he's in that, that prison, whenever he kills that person, he, like, mm-hmm. when he grows more crystals. I didn't realize it, but they actually change actors. And it looked kind of like some kind of energy went off of him, like perhaps he was regenerating. I don't know if this yes, is going to yes, be some I kind of that. mythology elements that Chibnall's adding. Maybe this is the race that the doctor is really from, because he's, which I will not like if they do that. Like I don't. I've said before. I know a lot of people get mad he changed around, and, and I don't per se like that he retconned things, but that he ended. He added his own mythology. I kind of feel like to some extent he has the right to because he's a showrunner. But rewriting all of Doctor Who history isn't necessarily cool. 
And I'm worried that he's trying to continue to do it and be like, well, I'm quitting and they're kicking me out. So I'm going to hurry up and add all this other new stuff before that happens. Like, I'm just concerned that that's where it's heading and that it's going to end up these are the true, because we found out she wasn't really, you know, that she was from another race or whatever. We don't really know. And I just worry that it's going to end up that these are her ancestors or something. And that's just going to be dumb if that happens. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't think that that is what he would do that, that, you know, that Chibnall would be trying to like retcon and, and create canon in advance of a new showrunner coming. Um, particularly, you know, uh, in light of like what, the, I mean, yeah, he may have a story arc planned well, he out. Could have already written it, yes, he could have. That's he could have. Thing, though, like it could have already been done, but I don't. Yeah, think he, he could I don't have. Mean, like I, I guess the way I said it, I don't mean necessarily that because he's quitting, he thought I'm going to screw it up. I didn't mean it like that. I just meant that I feel like I'm, I'm worried that he's trying to do something else big before you know that he had something else in store that was another big twist. I guess that that screws up more of the history. But I could be completely wrong. So I don't well, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't, there has been so much change to canon in the last, you know, three, five years. Um, I mean, we'll have to see what happens with that. I do think, um, I don't know what I think. There was just so much going on here. <laughs> I, I like Yaz. I mean, I, I don't, you know, I mean, Graham, I, I felt like, like, well, I mean, I never like many, many viewers have felt that she was shortchanged. Like, Yaz really got shortchanged. Yeah. Having three companions um, did not allow them all to be fully realized characters, and, and it was Yaz who really got the short with all of it. Um, as I Graham, agree. You know, and, and so, you know, I, I'm, I'm really not happy that they're bringing in a new companion so soon because I feel like Yaz never really got the chance to be uh, – she was overshadowed by two men – and now they're bringing That's another true. man. Maybe I would like her more if I gave her a chance and they actually had her alone yeah. without adding in other characters, too. I, I yeah, and that. another I man. Another man. She was overshadowed by men, and now they're adding another man. And it irritates me um, because she's very capable. She was a police officer. You know, I just um, – and they're bringing yeah. in this guy who seems to be a bit, you know, down on his luck, unsuccessful, kind of – not clear that he has a – he pretends he's a museum volunteer, but he doesn't really have a job. And <laughs> um uh, I also wasn't so when we as the episode opens, Yaz and the Doctor have been on their own for quite some time, I guess some period of time. And throughout the episode, mm-hmm. you know, they're really bickering and not getting along very well. Um, and I'm kind of on. Okay, I'm not taking a side, but I'm kind, I'm kind of with Yaz on this. Like the Doctor. Yeah, this, I know. This is kind of being bitchy. I agree. <laughs> I mean, the Doctor is not Yaz. Well, yeah, and and I 13, I mean, the doctors, many doctors have, have been sort of secretive and not telling their companion everything, but 13 is particularly um, bad about mm-hmm. that. Um, and I'm I, I, like, yes, I, I'm with yes on that. No, yeah, I totally agree that, with you. Um, yeah. I don't know why she's, I think she needs to not be so secretive. Although being devil's advocate, I think, and, and I could be wrong, but I think part of the reason maybe why the doctor's so secretive is because one, the doctor doesn't know a lot of it because she is trying to find the part of her that's missing. But I think also maybe she's scared that she doesn't know it and doesn't want to admit that. Um, it's still not right the way she's treating her by any means. 
Um, the only thing I was going to say about the men, though, because you're saying there were male companions and all that. The only thing I can think is that perhaps because usually there's a male doctor and a female companion that maybe because they have a female companion, they wanted that chance to more often have a male companion. I'm not saying that's necessarily the right choice. I'm just saying that may be more why, because usually it's a female companion, or if there is a man, there's a female there as well. Um, I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Um, I think it would be kind of nice to just have a female friendship between the two of them. I don't need this whole lesbian subtext between the two of them. I mean, they can do what they want, but I don't, Think well, that I don't that's necessary, that. but I don't read that. When no, I watch but a lot the show. of people do. A lot of people do. That's why I'm saying that. And they've kind of made those little references. I mean, I don't per se have a problem with it. I just feel like they thought, well, normally we kind of sometimes have romance. So since it's a girl, we'll. So you know what I mean? Like I feel like I don't want them to do it just that they did it for the sake of doing it, which it seems like they tend to do now. But I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell. You never know. But then again, the doctor. Some people even like with you know. 12 and that I see things other people do. So I guess it just depends what you see and what you want to see. But, um, but I, I could, I wouldn't mind seeing, I guess what I'm saying is I, I agree with what you're saying. And I think maybe it would be nice to see more of like that female friendship explored and we don't really need another guy on top of that. Well, I, 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 agree I mean, see that. yeah, I, I mean, what I object, me, but I, I can see. no, what I object to is the failure to create a, a, a fully realized character um, yeah. You know, at the expense of giving, like Graham, like Graham had the had the most full story arc, I think, of those three characters. Yeah. Three was too many. Three was too many, and you couldn't yeah, give them all the attention they deserved. And and they and the female character uh, was the one who suffered for it. it and, really and now, yeah. and and I, I just feel like it's not good treatment of the character to then go and and be like, okay, we're we're getting rid of her and we're replacing her with a man now. Uh, yeah, and that's why I wonder too that Linder is going to be in more often. I get the opinion maybe. I mean, I don't know. I'm just going by like. Well, I, don't, I mean, he's, he's a nobody and, and a nothing so far. Right, like right, right he's now, he's actor, just a, right. He's like from Game of Thrones or something, isn't he? I don't know who he is. I don't know who he is. Oh, I thought he was. I didn't recognize maybe him. Not. I don't. I mean, I, I don't recognize him. Game of Thrones. Oh, I, don't know. I thought somebody said he was. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I don't know. The, the, the problem is, regardless of what part of it, there was way too many characters and things in this episode. But that being said, I did like Dan. I thought he was funny. Um, I, I liked his character. Um, I, I, I liked him arguing with Carvinista. I thought those scenes were funny. Um, yes. And the, the other thing, because he's like figured out he wasn't going to kill him. Um, I did also, I was going to say, I did also kind of like the storyline as much as it was silly the idea that the whole time, like, he's trying to protect them and they're, you know, that they're all yeah. connected to Man's the best friend. Other person <laughs> and they protect us. Yeah, which was a little bit. Yeah. But it was cute. Yeah. And like I said, I, I think for a Halloween episode, I think it was cute and it worked. I just I just think that we – I think they should have kept out the angels and the centaurans as much as I like them. Um, I do kind of question that next week there's going to be a centauran on a horse that is funny. I don't know if they had them before, but I just keep thinking of a potato on a horse and it cracks me up. So I don't mind that. I think it's funny. Um, I'm not sure why they changed the designs, if it was to make them look more classic or what. Um, they look more scary, definitely less. Yeah. Um, less, um, what's the say? You know who I mean. L- less reminiscent of him. I would have rather than just bring him back, but that's just me. 
Strax. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I, like uh, I mean, um, I think they should, yeah. I think probably it would have worked better. I mean, I think they should have cut a third of the story out of this episode. Um, yeah. And and tried to move well, it, it into one or the other. Well, it's, it's a six-parter. It's a it's a fully it's a full six-story. Well, yes, I know, but I mean, taking this storyline particularly, I mean, they could have stretched it across. I think two. they should have. But I think they should have cut. Up, saying there wasn't enough. No, I think they should have cut out a third of what happened and like moved it into the next episode or tried to make it like yeah less overstuffed. It was like a sandwich that you're trying to eat it and like stuff is falling out the side of it because it's too mm-hmm. big. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, let me ask you a couple questions though I do have about it. First okay. of all, would you, I mean, it wasn't outright said, but I'm kind of under the impression that this alien, this swarm is controlling the flux. Would you agree with that assessment? Because yes. it comes after her and they make the point of that vendor says it disintegrates um, planets or whatever, which is kind of what he does touching people. Okay. That was my first question. Yes. My second question is what confuses me and I'm, kind of interested in is to understand how like it was she was masquerading as that other girl because it was like her flesh fell away like them but instead of disintegrated she turned into the alien and I question that she's going after that um that uh character that uh Dan is friends with and I'm wondering if like she's going to turn into her or something yeah yeah that could be interesting i'm not sure where that's headed and that also the other the other thing that just made me think of i wanted to mention too i was thinking i'm curious also why um Car- carbonista's powers of whatever he expected to work did not work on dan is dan special is there a reason so I, i'm curious about if that means anything that was my other yeah, i don't know my other note <laughs> from the episode but um but yeah i mean it wasn't a bad episode i think it was enjoyable i just think they did too much I mean, it wasn't a, it, it wasn't an especially good episode. It wasn't terrible. Yeah, but it was, I'll agree with that. It was an average episode. Yeah, it wasn't really that good. Um, For a premiere, yeah. it should have been really cool. And maybe they tried to add too much in because it was a premiere. Maybe they wanted it to be action packed, but that wasn't action packed. That was didn't make sense. It just was too much. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay. I, I mean, we'll have to see. Maybe it'll settle down next week, and the story will start to like make more sense, and and these characters will, will become more, you know, people that I care about a little more. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So All is right. it on? Is it on six weeks straight now, or was this a special, and we've got to wait like months for it to come out? Oh, it's, as far as I know, it's on next week. I mean, I, I don't okay. remember specifically reading it, but I'm pretty sure it was supposed to be. I'd have to look it up to make sure. But Okay. Um, I, I have Let's written down it. it was, so I must have marked that it was next week. Um, okay. Yeah, next week is War of the Centaurans. So, um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Uh, All right. So that's it for that. We can come back. Uh, okay, you want to move on to one of the other ones? And I, I just want to mention now because I'm going to forget about it if I don't. So I'm just going to mention it really quick before we move on. Um, the new, um, I mean, I know you know about this because I told you, but the new um, Orphan Black next chapter season started. Um, so the new audio, the new podcast. Out. Yes. Audio so, I mean, book now thing, it's yeah. called, uh, apparently it was called a podcast before. I never saw it called a podcast. It was an audio book as far as I was concerned. Um, but now it's also free. There's ads apparently. Um, but it's, oh. free. Um, I mean, 
I mean, I listened to it ahead because I wrote the review, so I don't know. But it looks like there is ads. But at least it's free, which that's a good thing. I mean, um, I don't know, though. See, I kind of would rather, if they're going to charge, have them charge for the season. It irritates me that if you want to listen to it without the commercials, you have to get a subscription. I- I'm not down oh, for dollars a month subscription. That irritates me. Like $10 for a season, I was like, well, I might buy it even though I'm, you know, getting them ahead because I want to keep it and everything. I want to listen to it later. But like a subscription, no, I don't. I don't oh, like you can't subscription. Just I think there should always be another option. Now that's not. There may be another option, and I may not realize. I haven't really looked in depth. But as far well, as what I do you have to subscribe to? It's free. Or free. You, you, you get all to? the episodes without ads, and you get all their other books, I guess, without ads too. It sounds like you can listen to anything on oh, there. It's Realm. Um, it's Realm. You need a Realm yeah, subscription. Yeah, it's Realm now. It was yeah. uh, Serial Box. Serial Box. Realm. Yeah. So I don't know going to look more into it. But anyway, um, last season was about them finding out about the clones, and, and this season is kind of um, more of the fallout of what happened now that um, they have to live with the fact that, that Charlotte uh, let it out. So, yeah. Okay. Anyway, it's good, though. Oh, and also, uh, Kristen Brune and um, Emmeline, Evelyn um, Bershu, is that her name? I don't know how you say him. Anyway, mm-hmm. the one who plays, um, I am like so blanking today. I don't know why. Kasima's wife. Ooh. Evelyn. Yeah, anyway, her name's French- Evelyn. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of her name. Delphine. Delphine. Um, the character plays Delphine and uh, the one who plays Donnie and um, the one who plays Sarah's brother, Jordan, is also in it. Um, so that's nice. The one thing that I think was kind of odd I didn't expect, but it doesn't bother me, is the narrator is not uh, her anymore. Like, she's just doing the clone voices. But mm-hmm. I, I actually think that works because it kind of separates the voices from the narrator, where before she was the narrator and the voices. So, um, yeah, that doesn't really bother me. And it's nice to have a male, like a male person playing the male voice, too. I feel like mm-hmm. it, it keeps you in it more. Anyway, sorry. I didn't mean to take too much time for that. I just wanted to mention it because it was good, and I'm glad it's back. Although the first one wasn't as good as last season, but it's only the first chapter, so see how, how it goes. Hopefully it'll Amazing more stuff will be, will be happening. Yeah. All right. Well, do you want to do um, Fear, or do you want to do World Beyond first? Let's talk about Fear the Walking Dead. Okay. Now, we're – Doing two episodes, I think, right? Or no, you guys did it last week. I just didn't come because I was sick. You guys still well, didn't talk I didn't about talk it. about it last week because you weren't here, but okay. I can't even really remember what happened last week. It was with Morgan and Grace. Um, the oh, yeah. thing I, I really want to say about that episode, there was a lot of weird stuff in that episode, and but it was really dark, like the whole, like, dead baby they're toting around. and I, I mean, I think, like, acting-wise, I think it was a good episode. I think that the actors were strong in it. The writing, I have a lot of problems with the science. We've said this before <laughs> with the yeah. whole, the fact that they're alive after the nuclear blast. And we joke about the fact that the air in a car apparently is clean. <laughs> Somehow that air in that car is being filtered. <laughs> right. But, but all in all, I think that it was a well-executed episode, regardless of script problems. That's what I'll say about that one. Okay. Do you have anything to add? We don't really need to go into detail, I don't think. No, but, I, I mean, um, it, I mean, you know, we have talked about the science of this show being, like, kind of incomprehensible, and, and we don't really know what's 
and we're going to drive ourselves crazy if we dwell on it. So we just can't dwell on it all season long, right? Yeah. Um, right, right. And, you know, the the whole, like, I mean, yes, it was very dark and, like, dead baby, baby kidnapping, baby, baby, like, all this, you know. And I, I think I texted you, I was like, you know, why is it never suggested that, that I mean, so, so, like, Grace, certainly Grace would not want probably to breastfeed this child, having, but she's only just lost her own baby, like, days ago, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like, I'll commend them for not going there. Like, it seemed like the obvious thing that, oh, Grace would breastfeed this baby, and I'll commend them for not going there. And yeah, so, I like, prefer not to. Well, for not doing kind of the obvious and, and a thing that would maybe be, like, not sensitive to the character. Not, like, obviously, I was going to say Grace, that wouldn't be fair to Grace. I feel like that would be – I yeah, also it would not be fair to the character. Um, the question I also have, though, is would her milk even be safe, though? Would it have radiation poisoning in it if she's sick was my other well, question with that. I mean, it doesn't matter I mean, that she didn't do it. But. Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. Maybe she never would have. But, I mean, it's it's no worse than anything else that everything is totally – I mean, we've talked about that also. Sure. Like, wh- where sure. they're living <laughs> appears to be, like, almost like nuclear winter. Um, and and yeah. wouldn't all the food really be contaminated? But who knows? We can't – like, yeah. the science – we're just going to have to, like, accept that it's possible yeah. to be we'll nuclear winter in Galveston. But, yeah, I agree. And I'm kind of glad perfect they weather often. really didn't need that. Um, yeah, but I, I do think the show's dark, and I, I I feel I do feel bad for Grace in a lot of it because I, I, just the fact like Morgan wanted this baby and everything, and he wants to be with Grace, but like Grace lost her kid, and yeah, he kind of lost Athena too, but it wasn't his baby, not really. And like a mother losing a child is a lot different, and I feel like he was very um, I don't want to say dismissive, but he seems to not be maybe understanding why she wouldn't want this baby and that he sort of just brought it upon her, you know? I mean, I get um, that, so, but they're, they're in a situation where yeah. there's literally nobody else to take baby. care of the baby. Like, right. Yeah. They're in a, but he's it's not like they can, of, I guess, a little too not understanding of why she's upset, I guess. I feel like, like he needs oh. to like check himself and realize, you know, this is hard for her. Yes. She's going to, well, I think baby. he knows no, that. She's not just let it die, but, like I don't, I don't know. think I just felt that. It I don't think I don't think Morgan has ever suggested that it's not hard for. Um, That's true. I, I mean, I don't. I, I mean, I, I think it could be written better to show a little bit more of Morgan's compassion. Um, yeah. But Grace yeah, is also. But but listen. But Grace also needs a kick in the ass. Like Grace is in a complete depression and and wants to die, and. Morgan's not a psychologist, so he's maybe not handling it. He's trying to, like, push her, and maybe that's not the way, but that's the way Morgan knows. True, true. Yeah. I I just, I don't know. I just found the episode kind of dark and depressing. Not in a a bad way, but it is a dark episode. They had a dead baby Um, in a suitcase in the trunk of the car. That's very depressing. Yeah, that's, (laughs) yes, yes, very, very depressing. But they got food Mm -hmm. now, some food, so yay. There's yeah. there's a light at the end of the tunnel there, and they yep. they got away and didn't didn't go with uh, what's his face, yeah. Strand, who's insane. But I mean, that, we don't need bigger to talk about Strand. He's an in episode. <laughs> well, we kind of do. We kind of will. I mean, that's I mean, kind of like, episode. Yeah, not for, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's an issue for the entire 
season, and I think we're going to talk about that a lot because I'm really not on board with a Morgan versus Strange no, storyline. No, I'm not either. And actually, he was in the episode. I forgot he was. I said he wasn't, but he, yes, was, he was in the end. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't like this insane. I, I've said before, to me, I like Strand. Strand can be a per se bad guy, but Strand does yeah. things for Strand. This yeah. makes no sense. It, it just doesn't have motivation. So anyway, let's let's move on. We got we got to move on to the next episode. So this week's episode, Cindy Hawkins. Yeah. Um, which is the one that I you talk to Keith and I talk to Jenna and both of those are are, are up there on SciFiVision.com if people want to read those interviews. Um, I think this was, was a good like I guess well it wasn't exactly a bottle episode. I mean there was outside, but it was it was a good claustrophobic. Halloween-ish episode. I think it was pretty good. I mean, it wasn't perfect, but I think that it was kind of like, I guess, the one before that, the tone worked, I think. Like, I think that, that it was, um, what do you want to say, performed well and, and done well, directed well. I mean, it still had problems with the writing, but the show always has problems with the writing and the science. I mean, that's, that's a given. Um, well, when I... I mean, Definitely John Dory did some stupid things. I don't understand this fact that he left her crushed with her, her leg crushed. I don't understand that she didn't try to stop him. And she's like, oh, yeah, go off. You know, I'll be fine. Like, I don't I Well, don't she didn't that. really say that. She didn't say go off, no, I'll be fine. She, no, she, she was didn't. like, John, but, John. <laughs> and then she was unconscious yeah, but and I he left my, her there. Right. But I guess my point is, like, I can see him being selfish, but the fact that he – he left her like that she couldn't have got out on her own and would have died. I, I, I don't know. I had a little bit of a problem with that, the way they did it. But um, I, I think the irony is kind of interesting. I, I was more interested in that part. I think the irony of the fact that if John hadn't have been do, done what he did, he never would have went up to the top and he would not have shot those men because if those men came in all at once, they may have killed them both. It technically was only because he went up and shot them that All right. they survived. I really disagree. Well, that may not be the only reason, but that contributed to it. The fact I really that he disagree. Shot when he's drunk is a whole other issue, but he is a good I shot. I really, so. really, very much disagree um, with that. Uh, and and that's bad. I mean, that's an argument that can take you down the rabbit hole because. Um, so put a pin in that for a second. I, I do want to say, and, and you've read the interview that I did with Keith Carradine, and the first thing I said to him was, this was a horror movie. This episode was a horror movie to me. Like, I felt like I yeah. was watching one of those movies where, you know, are you being haunted or are you going crazy, you know, kind of, kind of And we know how movies. much you love hallucinations. I started laughing. I'm like, first they have, <laughs> it seems like Lost with Desmond in the, in the, the um, down in the hatch. It was very, was it was very losty. Yes, it was very losty. Yeah, they're even riding the, the powered bike and everything and playing the re- the record music. Um, but yeah, as soon as he started hallucinating, I'm like, Karen's loving this. I well, also am getting a little sick of the seeing through like their eyes through the mask too. That also is irritating me. But that's more well, of a, of a uh, so, artistic choice. But definitely so, there. I mean, it, it really played to me like a horror movie, and I do. I mean, I do hate episodes of any kind that are based in hallucination or dreams. You know, I hate that. Mm-hmm. But I think it actually, it kind of worked in this. Like, I didn't love worked. the apparition. I didn't love the yeah. apparition of Cindy Hawkins. Um, particularly, I didn't love that John always sees her 
John always sees her as like kind of like a rotting, like corpse-like, like she looks dead. Many yeah. times, not always. But John would only have known her through a photograph provided by like her family, right? Like the photograph that he has in the. They never found a dead body. He's only got. And and I was like, oh, like John. I mean, I know. I don't know. I felt like I, I didn't. She does appear also not as a corpse to him sometimes. Um, I think the hallucination worked for me better than it often does because I think they did a decent job of establishing John's withdrawal from alcohol and that he's having the DT. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think had a reason to be hallucinating, which sometimes on this uh, show they don't always. <laughs> we I mean, more yeah. so than Grace's hallucination last season. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Yes, yes. I mean, and better, better than when, I mean, better than some of the hallucinations were Cassine, although I did like when Lori was calling Rick on the phone and that's straight out of the comic book. Um, but, like, I, I thought it kind of worked. I mean, partly because, like, they had two great, great actors. Like, Keith Carradine yeah. is a great actor who's done everything from the stage to movies to television, uh, cut an album, won an Oscar for best song. Like, he's done it all. Um, and he really, he he's great, and he really sold uh, to me John's alcoholism. The obsession with the case to me is a little less. I don't want to say I don't buy it, but the idea that so he's still obsessed with the Cindy Hawkins case and like putting her arrest. Um, right. Like, but I guess you yes. Wait, wait. Let me finish. Let me finish. Going through withdrawal. Let me finish what I was going to say about it. Which is, I think, like, I can buy a cop even after retirement being obsessed with the case, the one that got away, the case he never solved. I just kind of don't buy that, like, the end of the world came, and he's still, like, like okay, the world ended 10 years ago, and there's, like, like it just felt like there, there's a level in which it's low stakes, um, yeah. you know, and, and he's very upset that she's, like, you know, that, I don't know, her soul is not at rest, her body's not at rest. Well, millions and millions of people's bodies are not at rest right now, right? Like, yeah, and her family's like, long gone. That was my thought, too. Like, like almost everyone. Her, mother. is, her mother's long dead, you know? Well, and he, I mean, I guess there's a part of John that it's a personal failure of his. Like, he feels like yeah, he fails, right? But I just feel like with so much else to uh, worry about, worry for him about. to still be obsessed about it is a little bit. But, I mean, it was pretty good. He was a terrible... It was still an enjoyable episode, the way they filmed it. was pretty good. I, think that, I agree with right. you. It was, like a, it was like a horror movie. It, it, it flowed well. I mean, it had I mean, one issues of the, with the script, but it was pretty good. I mean, one of the things I very much disagree with is, is June letting him, and as you just kind of also, like, let him off the hook to be like, oh, well, if he hadn't have, uh, you know, gone no. up above and shot no. those guys or whatever, we'd be like, no, let me let me finish. Uh, yeah, me... I, 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 you can you can dial that back and say, okay, well, if he didn't get on the freaking radio like June told him not to, those guys never would have found them in the first place. Like you can, like you can play that game all the way back to, you know. No, and and you're you're right. I'm not saying that what he did was right. I'm just saying I like that they kind of played with the irony of it in the episode. Uh, that yeah. Once. Once yeah. he made the, the problem of calling the radio, I'm just saying, like, if he had just stopped and she had knocked him out at the beginning, they might have died. That was kind of my point I was making. Not that what he did in any way oh. was okay, because it wasn't. Oh, um, all right. Yeah. Because there are people, like, you know, saying, like, oh, 
Yeah, no, I'm it not was saying good that he, he did that. No, no, no. It's his That's fault. He brought it down on them. Yeah, he brought he it upon He never should have called on the radio. That was kind of really stupid. It was more than kind of stupid. Although the fact that they can dig through the bunker with a shovel is, again, science. <laughs> that we won't, we won't, we won't uh, yeah. dwell on that. Yeah. But um, it, it was yeah. kind of interesting to learn that wasn't purpose built as a fallout shelter. That was built as like a torture chamber. Uh, Originally, and, yeah. And, and his hideout, and it wasn't necessarily built to. I mean, obviously he shored it up. Uh, yeah. You know, to, to make it, but it was interesting that it wasn't really built for that purpose. Um, yeah. And the, and actually, yeah. okay, can I can I can I can I just say the dumbest part of the whole episode? The dumbest, Did we not in the season finale? See Dakota get vaporized and turned into dust. Yes. He could and then, have, although, like, I, think, I don't know if I said this to you or I said this to my mother when we were watching it, because I know I was discussing it with both of you. But to be fair, part of that could have been his hallucination. But I think June mm-hmm. was supposed to have seen a body, too. So I, I, that was yeah. a little unclear. I can maybe say he hallucinated he saw Dakota, but yeah, she was totally ash. He just needed and, to and find Teddy. that night. They could have done it in a different way. They could have yeah, totally done it Teddy in a different way. She and Teddy were both totally vaporized. And mm-hmm. then there are their two bodies. Yeah. Sorry. I had to get that out. It's been bothering me for no, like no, a week and I had to get it out. No, yeah, you're right. I remember yelling. Um, I'm like, no, yeah. she's dead. I mean, she's gone. Yeah. I think they even I showed thought, it in the recap. I could be yeah. wrong, but I think they even showed it. So I yeah. don't know. So we should talk about the end where they suddenly, like, while John is unconscious for two days, he's basically, I mean, he's not, they're not kidnapped, but they're kind of kidnapped by Victor. I mean, June maybe thinks Victor saved them, but they're, they can't get out. They can't leave. They're now in the tower and they can't leave, which here's another dumb thing. The tower, they can't leave because it's surrounded by zombies. And yet Victor's guys seem to go in and out of there as much as they want. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. Victor's, Victor's guy, uh, Victor's got so those guys that I call the Reapers, who are those guys like the marauding people going, that we don't know who they are. The guy that had the lights that he turned on last week and then went away. Um, remember, there was another car that turned its lights on in last week's episode. Yeah, which I guess there are people from Victor's people, which I didn't. Yeah, I was and I'm. Who, who I just first. call them the Reapers because they remind me so much of the Reapers on the flagship no, yeah. show, right? But they're not the Reapers. But, mm-hmm. um, but. So there's the, they're kind of hard to tell from Victor's guys sometimes um, because they're mm-hmm. sort of all dressed alike. But it seems that Victor's henchmen, soldiers, whatever you want to call them, can leave that tower and, you know, they leave, they go get June, they bring her back, they go in, they go out. But everybody else is inside like, oh, I guess we can never leave because the zombies are here. I mean, Victor himself was like, I'm going to like, you know, no one will be able to get in here because I'm going to have all these zombies and then Alicia can't get in here. What? Well, it's like yeah, Grand Central Station. <laughs> Yeah, you shouldn't be able to get out at any rate, but yeah, no, you're right. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, that's why I liked. Um, if you read, I don't know, I think you read it, but if you read uh, Jenna's, Jenna's interview too, where she kind of said, you know, June's sort of watching him, like she knows that, you know, you can't necessarily trust Victor, and that she's just kind of biding her time, trying to figure things out and what they're going to do. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm curious what's going to happen, um, but yeah, and I think be able to get out easy any more than they should. But that's again, yeah. we'll I mean, I think on. I think 
Keith Carradine said something similar that John is now like going to have to figure out. He's living in Victor's world now, right. and he's going to have to try to figure out how to live in Victor's world. I mean, Keith, Keith Carradine also said some things that that are in that interview about John's alcoholism and how John knows that he's got to hold on to his sobriety if he's going to survive, which is kind of a surprising thing to mm-hmm. say because John ha- has been drinking a half a bottle of liquor a day for the last ten years. Uh, yeah, which like, he get this much alcohol in his cabin, or was he making right? it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did he find all this alcohol in Texas? Um, but also, yeah. like, like he needs to hold on to his sobriety to survive. Except he survived for ten years being, you know, an yeah. alcoholic or drunk. I mean, I'm not saying a drunk because maybe he never get. I don't know if he gets drunk, but at any rate, he, um, you know, he's trying now. I guess for June because he. It's one thing to survive that way alone, but if you're putting, he realizes he's putting June in danger, right? And endangering both their lives. Uh-huh. He's going to try to stay sober. So, I mean, Keith Carradine said some things like, "Yeah, he he's got to figure out how to live in Victor's world, but also he's like just got to figure out how to be sober." And Victor, um, so you and I talked about this. I read it. I assumed Victor knew John, you know, was two days sober. Um, and Victor offered him the drink as a test, but Keith Carradine was very clear that you don't see that on the screen, so that's something you're assuming. And I was like, okay, yeah. fair enough. I, I'm corrected here, right? Yeah. yeah. And that Victor um, Victor maybe didn't know, but when John says, no thanks, I'm like yeah, trying to stop, then. then Victor knows that he's got another weapon. Yeah, right, definitely. That he can use. Um, the thing I'm thinking of, too, just as we're talking, though, is like, June is a doc, well, a nurse, so she definitely has worth to Victor. But I, I mean, well, I guess, he, I guess, though, so he would yeah, have she worth as, as like a sharpshooter, so he would, in that sense, have worth. But he can't like be a drunk and not, you know what I mean? Like he has to do something or be somebody that that I think that Victor wants there if he's going to survive as well. Well, um, which and I think could like, become interesting. And essentially, being a cop is what got John Dory Jr. killed. Like, John Dory, being a cop, could uh-huh. not let it go with this murder inside Jimmy's community, uh-huh. and it ultimately leads to his death, right? True. Like, investigating Dakota, yeah. and the whole thing falls apart. So, like, yeah. it, he can't put aside being a cop. He's going to be detecting all around Victor's place, so there's definitely some, some like, friction coming there, right? Um, yeah. Like, maybe Victor doesn't want a cop around, but a nurse absolutely has worth. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll have to wait to see. I, yeah. um, and, I was just going to say, I did watch the, and I'm not going to really talk, but I was going to say, I did watch the next episode on um, AMC+. Plus. Mm-hmm. I think I think it, it, it's pretty good. There were some things I didn't like about it, and we'll talk about it next week. But um, I, I'm curious, once you see it, I'm to, interested to see kind of what you think, because um, we finally get to see, I, I don't think it's even a spoiler yeah, I to tell it. you we finally get to see other characters <laughs> because obviously yeah. we're splitting everything up and we're still waiting to see the rest of the people. But uh, I yeah. didn't see the promo. The the recording that I saw cut off at the end of the episode and I haven't seen a promo for next week. Yeah, that's why I ended up watching. AMC Plus app kind of sucks on that Apple TV. I will say that. But um, I liked, I decided yeah. I started watching it there because then you can see they still have the promo and you get the the no commercials. So yeah, it's, it's well, got I don't, I'm not paying for it, so I got to watch what I can. Um, all right, um, all right. Let's move it along here. Right? Okay, let's go on to World Beyond. Beyond. So, yeah, I'm trying to remember. 
what okay. the week before this, was. <laughs> um, oh, it last was week. Leaving. It was them, them leaving, no. right? Was that? I believe last week was the episode. Last week's episode focused a lot on, wasn't it the Silas working in the warehouse? Or was that two weeks ago? It is the episode last week where, where Huck sneaks um, Hope out of the CRM so she can visit her sister, oh, right? Okay. And, then, yeah. and then Percy almost kills her, um, but doesn't. At the, you know, is thwarted at the last minute. And mm-hmm. Elton seems to have a crush on the the leader of that commu- the daughter that brought the daughter that brought the them in, right? The brother. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, and she he found the dialysis stuff, and and the kid said, "Oh, it's me. It's, I'm having dialysis." But she lied. It's the mother, the leader of the community that has dial needs dialysis. Right. Right. So yeah, right. I mean, That's what that going on yeah and also like I, yeah so that um, was a short version of last week yeah last week wasn't as i think important i guess as this week that's why it's not really um standing out, of it's all. standing out in our brains yeah yeah that too. um but um but yeah um yeah it was the other part of it was because i'm thinking about it now because i talked to nick that week the other part of it was them um nick, nick being reunited oh, nick, with nick. um not nick i'm sorry nick Torello, Felix um, being reunited with will no no i was talking about nick um oh god what is wrong with my brain tonight just, what character just um, give the character's name the one in the in the in the coat <laughs> The, the one what? Silas, but the one with the brown coat with the coat that doesn't get bit. I can't think of the Elton. 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 Elton is the character. It was the episode where they where they picked up Elton and Percy and brought them to the yes. community. That's what yes. the episode. Oh was. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all uh, happens last. So that yeah. was actually important. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this episode, which I, like I said is more important, is about them making the decision that they are going to fake be captured by the people um, in order to, in, they think, infiltrate uh, the CRM. Um, mm-hmm. And and they they go through with that plan. And then at the last second, Percy uh, pretends to be Elton um, and goes with them like they're trying to stop him, but it's kind of too late. Pretending because, to be Elton. Uh, CRM Pretending to be Elton, Elton. yes. Yeah, he is. Did you miss that? Because I even went back to make sure it wasn't just a comment that that's, was made. That's yeah, idiotic. Probably, that's completely idiotic. Well, he, that's why he took his coat. I'm guessing the reason, it's like my understanding anyway, the reason I'm guessing that he did that is because if they know that he's Percy, it would cause a problem because Huck should have killed him and didn't. And if his mother knows anything, her mother knows anything about what happened with Percy and his uncle. At least that's my understanding of why they did it. But he definitely says when they come into the CRM, they say that that's Elton. If you listen, because I, I went back and ridiculous because to her. I think I, well, I think that's ridiculous because first of all, I believe that Elizabeth would know what Elton looks like because I believe Elizabeth is a person who does her research and she knew exactly everybody who was in Iris's life and Hope's life before she tried to get them. They spent two years of Huck undercover trying to like get these people out of Omaha and there's no way that Elizabeth didn't do all her research on Hope and Iris's known associates and friends. 
Second of all, That's a good point. The, second of all, the opportunity for Huck or even Iris herself to, or Hope to blow it by not being in on the plan and they're going to see her, it should be like, oh, my God, Percy, you're here. Like, like it's, it's such a huge risk, right? It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah, I, no, guess, I, I, I don't mean to dwell on it. It's news to me. I didn't catch that in the episode. No, yeah, that's why, because I thought maybe at first he just stole his jacket, but then I went back and listened to it, and they, they, he does say he's Elton. Um, I assumed it was because of Hawk in case his, her mother knew about what happened to him. That was my guess of why. I, I don't know that it necessarily made sense, but that was my understanding of why. Um, but it's it's not it's neither here nor there. It doesn't make sense in the, or it doesn't matter in yeah. the scheme of the story. The point is Percy went with him and he's wearing his coat. Um, that's that's the whole point. Um, and Percy did it yeah. because he wants to do the well. He says because of Iris, he wants to help them and everything. But it it could end up becoming yeah. a problem. We don't know yet. Um, and obviously we got to worry that he wants to try to kill Huck uh, and that he could screw something up again. Yeah. Uh, so that's the main part of the episode, and then of course there's the post-credit scene, which is probably the most important part of the whole episode. Did you watch? You watched the post-credit scene, I'm assuming. Yeah, where, where Jadis appears in that. It's yeah, Jadis is yeah. looking at the serum. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, it, it's not clear where this to me where this show is in the timeline, along with um. Oh God, I don't know. Of the Walking, you know, the Walking Dead made ago. this time jump. <laughs> Fear the Walking yeah. Dead didn't make the time jump, and it's just all, like, not clear to me what is, like, up with yeah. all this. Um, I think some of that may become more clear. I, again, I went – see, I forgot. I didn't even think about it. I'm like, I shouldn't have watched this on AMC Plus because we have the, the, the podcast tonight. I went and watched it yesterday because yeah. I watched this one, too. I think some of that may be uh, – without going into anything and spoiling anything, I think some of that will become a little bit more clear. Um once you watch it, because I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm waiting. I do want to talk to you about this one, about the next one, um, because a lot goes down. But, um, but anyway, that is I mean, the end uh, thing is where Davis walks in. And the I, other important I, thing, sorry, yeah, sorry. go ahead. No, I was going to say another yeah, important thing. So you, you say it first. <laughs> I was going to say that that Hawk's mother left. That's the other important thing, and that now Jadis is quote unquote. I don't know that she's in charge, but she's at least. I guess is um, her name is now either uh, Dr. Belshaw. I can't think of her first name. That she's um, her uh, contact, point of contact now, uh, rather than well, Kublik. Well, I mean, she makes the point Kublik of saying that in the last scene. Be busy or doing something else or whatever. Like, I mean, it's not. I mean, it, it's kind of like. It, it, it's not really that well written because it's just supposed to be the shock value of her raising the visor and being Jadis, right? I mean, it's right. not really we that. Always, yeah. They spoil everything yeah. on this show. So, yeah. Um, on these, it was shows. just for the shock but, value um, of it being her. Um, yeah. Really, I think. I, I, um, yeah. Although, I, I don't like, I mean, I like that they're connecting them, in a, you know, in some way that the, 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 the timeline or the storylines are going to connect. I mean, we knew they were, but. I mean, I, I think really the the important thing that's happening in this episode is that it seems that hope is starting hope hope is starting to buy into the CRM. I think I feel like she's starting to buy into the yeah. stuff that they're telling her, um, like you need to you know you can help save the world and all the stuff. And she even says in this episode, like, can't they be bad, but also this is the best chance. Like I, I don't know the exact words that she says, but she says yeah, something I like can't. Yeah, I kind of wonder that she might 
be down with some of the stuff they're doing because she wants to find a cure and do yeah, she's definitely drinking the Kool-Aid. Um, not that everything well, they're doing is bad and not that every person there is bad. I mean, that's not accurate either. No. It's like anything no, but else. They're, but, um, I mean, pouring the Kool-Aid down her throat the way they're like, oh, yeah. come in. That suggestion you made yeah. in 10th grade chemistry class was such genius. And look, we're already oh, working God. on it and blah, 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 right? And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. They're so, like, they're so, like, you know, sucking up to you. Um. I mean, yeah, I guess she had a good idea, but whatever. Uh, I, but she does appear to be buying in and starting to really, mm-hmm. um, uh, which is a problem. I mean, they're really setting up a conflict between the sisters here. And they're setting up, yeah. their father's supposed to be the smartest person on the planet. And he immediately is like, let me go His tell my girlfriend the genius. spy, right? Yeah. Like he, and those aren't even he, his daughters, right? We've had this conversation before. They aren't even really his daughters, right? Yes, it, it's his daughters. I thought yeah, they, they are. I thought we had. I thought they were adopted. I could have them not adopted. really his daughter, Jamie. An adopted no, no, child no, no. is. I, let, me, let me re. Let me reiterate what I'm saying. Um, you, no, you're totally right. That's not what I mean. What I was saying is genetically they're not his daughters. It seems kind of convenient that ones who aren't his daughters are also geniuses. Was the point I was oh, making. Oh, that, oh yeah. Like, okay, if they I get were it. His real children, I would buy more that they were geniuses like him. That it was maybe um, like, that he's a super genius and he just happened to adopt two super geniuses. Right. Or exactly, are they both exactly. adopted? Or one might be a natural yeah, child and the other adopted. I could be wrong, but I don't even think they're real sisters. No, they're, I, I think said, one maybe maybe genius. one. Maybe one's adopted and one not. I don't know. Doesn't really. Matter, I, it doesn't but, matter. I just would accept that they're bad writing. But yeah. even if, even if they were genetically both his children, um, it's not like all genius people have genius kids, right? All the Nobel laureates That's aren't the children true. of each other, right? No, I'm just saying I would buy it a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, it's silly. It yeah. But yeah, but she's buying again. In making big things, time. It's like Roswell, making things more convoluted than they need to be. Like, why did they even do yeah. that? Like, what was the reasoning? Like, they didn't need yeah. to do that. So, anyway, okay. Well, I think that's but, about it for this. But well, unless you have something yeah. else. No, I mean, oh, huge reveal this week that Huck and oh yeah, Dennis Listen. are married. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, right. I, you know, when that happened, I wanted to write you, and I meant to, and I forgot. I was going to say, did we miss that they were married? Because <laughs> I didn't get that they were married. You talked to them, like, did you know that was her husband? I no, I did not. And it, it actually maybe explains, when I interviewed Maximilian Dennis, he was very, like, circumspect and really did not give in on anything. And he said several times he'll just have to watch, and I guess he was holding on to this big piece yeah, of information yeah. that they're married. I thought at first maybe um, I missed something. And I'm like, but this show, you never no. know. Though, you, know. But, you never know, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but um, but yes, I was definitely, that was a big a big reveal with this. Um, I mean, we knew they were yeah. sleeping together, but we didn't know that they were married. Yeah. So. Um, uh, um, the only other yeah. thing I can say about this is that I did not, have, have they gone into their, They've already talked to Silas at this point, right? Yes. Yeah, so, so they enlisted Silas in their plan, and Silas agreed to help. He seemed he seemed a bit reluctant, like he was like, "Oh, this guy's nice," yeah. and you know, but he's like, "I'll yeah, do it." Yeah, I kind of. And the the way the episode ends is with like the the ending kind of didn't make sense because Silas Silas shows up with the truck at the designated. Wait, wait, let me let me 
he shows up at the designated point and is surrounded by like the serum like knew he was coming. Yeah, it was a little confusing. Right. Um, so did someone yeah, rat him out? Say, I don't know, but I was just going to say I kind of. Um, kind of like you know like it's not going to probably go well but I kind of feel bad because that's we you know he was kind of trying to help him and I don't and I could be wrong I don't know I don't think that um he's and now I've lost his name again but the one that Max plays I don't think that he's a bad guy Dennis I don't think that he's a bad guy I think he was kind of trying to help him um so yeah that's probably going to not end well, I'm guessing. <laughs> but we'll have to wait to see. Possible that Dennis was on to him. Maybe there are some cameras around. Maybe some of the kids were eavesdropping. It's possible that Dennis found out and turned him in. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I was confused by that, too, because I thought that he went where he was supposed to and that he would only get caught if he hung around too long. That was my understanding yeah. of it. Yeah. Maybe I mean, it is possible <laughs> – is it possible that it was Iris who turned him in? Like, it's possible it was anyone at this point, right? Like, who knows? Um, uh, but Iris is hope. I mean, hope. Yeah, I mean, I can't tell that part. Uh, hope okay. it's possible. So, like, we don't know. But that was the big, like, yeah. thing at the end. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. All right. Okay. Oh, All right. I think we've kind of ran this into the ground. Yep, moving right That's along. Good. Okay, now we have 4,400 premiere. Let's get AJ. Did AJ watch it? Yay, AJ. I'm here. I watched it. And I got to say, ladies, talk about right on the nose. We got six shows, and you guys just did three in an hour. That's We're getting better, AJ. (laughs) We're getting better. (laughs) No, it just means you guys were talking about The Walking Dead, and it was bad, and you guys didn't want to keep talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, so, AJ, why don't you, you start? What did you think of the 4400 remake, reimagining, whatever the hell you um, I liked it. It was it was very – tell you what, it, you know, whatever uh, was it, like, you know, with commercials and everything, it's like 40 minutes, 42 minutes, whatever. Um, when it was over, I was like, holy crap. It's I felt like, holy shit, it's over already? Because, like, everything was – very fast paced. It was yeah. very boom, 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 boom. Um, one thing I'm going to try not to do because I feel like it's going to be very different is I'm not. Go- I'm going to try not to compare it to the original because um, in the original we didn't see the people get taken by a green glow and dropped out of the sky two seconds later, um, <laughs> which I thought was pretty cool actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, one thing that kind of that that did put me off just a little bit it's one thing for people in the last 20 years to be like you know oh my god this is crazy but they can kind of accept it because they were in the 2000s people the people from like the 40s and the 50s and you know 60s 70s they're kind of taking it in stride which is a little surprising to me um the chick from the 70s um, that has the telekinesis. Um, I kind of, she's kind of borderline because like she seems, you know, she's clearly a hippie. And so she's like new age and kind of like, I could see her accepting things, but um, the doctor and the woman, I, I want to say she looks like she's dressed from like probably about the fifties. Um, 
those two are taking it pretty well, and I, I wish they'd have a little more nuance with that because they're both kind of like, ooh, I mean, and, you know, she's, you know, healing, and it's not freaking her out. I just, I feel like... She's like, this is cool. I bet she kind of is. Yeah, I just, I just feel like they're not staying yeah. true to how people would react, which I feel like down the road could be bothersome. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just, like I said, everybody's just too accepting. I mean, everybody's pissed off that they're being locked up at the government and everything, but they're just a little too accepting. Speaking of the government... I was pissed the entire episode, <laughs> especially at that that one stupid white cop who keeps, you know, acting like he's yeah. the boss or something. And I just want to smack him upside his head. Um, you know, everybody's having fun playing the piano and everything. He's like, okay, that's enough. You know, um, I know. which playing towards I don't know if you want to, I don't, I don't know if you want to portray a white cop like that <laughs> in these days. <laughs> and um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, the, the the thing that made the original show so successful, it was very, you know, it wasn't, you know, special effects weren't a big thing back then. I mean, there was special effects, but, you know, that wasn't their main goal. It was, and it was very character-driven. Um, and I think that's what this needs to be, but I don't think it's going to be. I mean, I mean, it's the, the pilot episode, so you know, it's, it's the first episode. I don't know how it's going to pan out, but I, I definitely think people need to be more um, free, yeah, freaked out, yeah, you know. Um, and the twist at the end there, I thought, you know, to, to completely figured out that that was the other guy's the guy's brother um, after he told the story. Um, yeah, I like it. What was the thing? Oh, that he's he's uh, the missing brother, yeah. Yeah, what was his name? Jamal, the 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 one the social worker, I think his name was Jamal. Um, you know the probation officer, she's a pain in the ass. Um, she's a total jerk. I just I I I, I kind I do kind of like that you have that one character that's like, what are you people doing? Like, okay, she got out, we knew where she was. You know, why do you need to come in here? You know, lights blazing and everything. Um, and one thing you guys can maybe answer for me. Um, cause Artie and I were watching this the whole time and I'm and we're like, oh, like, oh, are they implementing COVID? And then we're like, wait, or are they wearing masks just because these people appeared out of nowhere and they're worried about contagions? Like, <laughs> what did you guys think? I think it was, I think it was supposed to be COVID and I, I could be wrong, but I feel like maybe they mentioned it. Maybe I just assumed they did, but I think it was probably just because COVID's going on and they were able to make it make sense <laughs> and keep the the actors safe. That was kind of my opinion, but I, oh, I don't really? know. But it definitely I... made it seem more us than them. I think it worked um, in that sense because it definitely breeds mistrust, I feel like. What about you, Karen? I thought it sucked, and I when I finished watching it, the episode, I was like, I went to Netflix and I watched the first two or three episodes of the original 4400, which is such a superior show. <laughs> um, so when AJ was saying, I'm not going to compare the two, I immediately compared it. I watched that episode and I was like, oh my God, what a piece of crap. And that they ruined it. And then I went and watched like Mahersh Ali is, you know, that was Mahersh Ali's like kind of big. Yes. Yeah, so that was, yeah, was a breakout. Yeah. 
and he's fantastic, and all the other actors are good, and the, the characters that, that have come through are so much better, better drawn, and I just, like, I was like, oh, I, yeah, I didn't particularly, yeah. I have seen, did you guys watch the second episode, which showed up on my DVR yesterday? No, okay. I didn't realize it was I, on Mondays, so I thought, uh, so I haven't watched the second episode yet. So I really uh, didn't think it was that great. I I guess I just don't really like a lot of the characters and they're not as maybe nuanced as the original. Um, I think that definitely who the person who's writing this show definitely has some things to say about the way our country treats immigrants. Like I felt like so much of what I'm watching and those like, like the guard is such an asshole and like, Mm -hmm. I mean, in the next episode, so this is not a spoiler, but in the next episode he, he strikes someone. Um, and I'm like, really? Like, you're going to have American, like, like these are American citizens. I do feel like someone, like whoever's writing this has some, some feelings about the way our country is treating, like, immigrants in this country right now. Um, but I, I felt like, you know, like the main, particularly in making the main, sort of the main person in that first episode is the lawyer, who, um, you know, repeatedly says, like, we're American citizens, we, we haven't done anything wrong, we're not being charged with something, like, what's going on? And I, I was like, okay, this person definitely, like, um, is inspired by or has a bone to pick or is drawing a parallel with some things that are happening in our, you know, in, in society right now. Um, but I was kind of with, I'm like, this is a little bit, like, they're really going to hold 4,400 American citizens in a hotel ballroom uh, without representation. Yeah. I also think it's a little ridiculous that the two main characters, the two main interrogators are a parole officer and a social worker who, if this is, I mean, like in the original, they're Homeland Security. And and so Homeland Security was like yeah. a new agency probably when that show 10 years ago, not new, but the 4400 is a 10 year old show. And they were both DHS. One was an ex-cop, but they were working for DHS. One was a doctor. They were much more X-Files-y. Um, as a pair yeah. of investigators. And I feel like really, a so, so I could see a social worker or some sort of like person with counseling training. The parole officer makes no sense whatsoever, um, except they're setting up for him to be suspicious, which actually is like kind of a little unfair to people on parole. Like, I feel like, God, you're not a very compassionate or nice person. You're supposed to deal with people who are trying to put their life back together, and you're a total bitch to everyone you ever speak to. Um, and it's yeah. set up that her girlfriend got the job, which is also kind of crazy. Like, this is a national security. Like, like, and I don't like – she's a total – so in the whole first episode, and frankly, in the second episode, spoiler alert, she continues to be a jerk and a sourpuss and not a person who <laughs> really is – like, her main goal, like, she treats them like they're criminals. Here's the other thing. Are parole officers some sort of, like, expert interrogators? Like, she's, like, some sort of cop, like, uh-huh. always interrogating them and asking them questions and trying to trick them into saying stuff. And, and I just feel like the setup is not – doesn't make sense to me. And, and, well, that's and because she's not likable. Most I, parole officers I I, are, are jerks to I, begin with because they, you know, they deal with people that – you know, we're crim- are criminals and lie, for, you know, on a regular basis. So they're always suspicious of, of everything. I mean, That's why she just doesn't make sense. She's I don't like her either. Her job. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say, I, I submit to you that there are, like, 
a lot of people on parole are trying to not go back to jail and make their life right. And when yes. you have a bitch parole officer like her, it's certainly not making it easy, easier for you to stay on the outside. Right? Yeah. Like, right. she's the worst. You, you know what's funny, Karen, Karen actually? I gonna... As I was – go ahead, Karen, or Jamie, I mean. Go ahead, Jamie. No, I was just going to say, I think I kind of fell somewhere in the middle between both of you. I, I like this, but I definitely had to think of it as not the same show because I agree. It completely pales mm-hmm. in comparison. I tried. I, I, I was kind of like with you. I couldn't remember a lot of the original, but I definitely was thinking I have to think of this as a different show because I do not think it's anywhere near the quality of the other show. I think it was yes, good, and I liked it, and I liked the character, the main um, lawyer character. I felt very bad for her and her, you know, meeting her family and finding out she was missing and her child's life and all this. I think that was kind of compelling. But the, the problem that I have with it is I remember the 4400 as being like a sci-fi mystery, and I just hope that the whole thing isn't going to be like you said. It seems like it's about making a statement. And I'm not saying that that statement isn't important, and I think that it's interesting to look at it from these characters' perspectives and the way they're being treated and our distrust of everybody. But I hope that it's not all that, because I feel like from the first episode, that's what this is. Like, it did not feel very, other than the fact we already know where they were at, it didn't feel very, most of it didn't feel sci-fi. I mean, yes, they have powers. I'm not saying it wasn't sci-fi at all, but I mean, I don't know. Like, it just didn't feel the same tone as what I remember. And I maybe have a no, I, I agree. I have to wait and see. That, Jamie. watch another one and hold yeah. my judgment and see. But, um, um, but, yeah, the characters, other than the main character, they weren't a lot of them real likable. I, I liked the one that healed. She was kind of funny. I liked her, but um, most of them weren't super great. Now, you know what's yeah. funny? Now, say what you were is Watching the episode, like I said, it went by so quick that I enjoyed it. And the reason I don't want to compare it to the original is for the reason you both have said is because the original was so good. I can't see this as a reboot. I need to look at it as a completely different show well, because I don't CW think it's going show. to. Yeah, it's a, exactly. It's a CW show. And it's actually funny. When I, when I told Artie it was on the CW, he's like, oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> but. But it's funny, when you guys asked what I thought of it, and as I'm talking, listening to myself, I'm thinking, I didn't like it. <laughs> I, I thought I enjoyed it because it, because it went through, you know, because it, it happened so fast. But as I'm listening to myself talk about the issues, I'm thinking to myself, wait, I don't like it. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's not necessarily that the CW can't make a good show. It's that this is not the type no, of no, show no. that should be a CW show. That's my problem with it. This is not a teen young. I mean, they're trying to make it that way, but like, I don't see it as the kind of show that the CW will do well. I, I just don't. Um, they, they I don't, do a I don't lot think of that, fantasy and sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at the 100. The first first three seasons of the 100 were amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I just I. You know, I, I honestly, this the world we live in somebody come up with something creative. Stop remaking everything. And I think Karen's right. I think this show is going to end up, and, and actually a combination of what you guys said, the person making the show is more concerned with making a statement than making a good show. The, than, the sci, than the sci-fi aspect of it. You know? Right. And, Jamie, you said we know where it's going to go, but we don't know that because it's a reboot, and they're probably going to change stuff along the way to keep us on our toes. 
Um, no, when I said I know what's going to go, I mean we know it's aliens was what I meant, not that we know what's going to happen. Just, I mean, I don't think they're going to change the whole aspect of what abducted them. At least I hope not. But, <laughs> it's not a remake at all. But that's what I'm saying. We don't know that because they very well could change it. <laughs> I guess Reboots possible, do that. But, and that's that the much, thing, you know, like, you know, not for nothing, and not for nothing, I, you know, I realized that, you know, I mean, the show was, you know, um, premiered in 2004 and ended in 2007, you know, um, and, you know, which sucked because, you know, it ended on a cliffhanger. Um, I would have, I would have rather have seen a revival <laughs> than a reboot. Yeah, Re- I don't that. care, recast everybody, but pick up that story. Go get, you know, go get the creators of that show. And have them continue where they left off. If you if you really want the show, you know what I mean. Because I just you know you know for new people, yeah, sure they don't know what's going to happen. But any of us that have seen the original, like you know, I mean, like I said, they're probably going to change some stuff along the way. But we basically know how it's going to play out for the most part. You know, it's all new characters. There's no connection other than the name of the show and the the mysterious abduction. You know, which call it something else yeah. then. And yeah, exactly. Call it something else. But I say called, this all the time. It's not called the deep 4400. It's just called, it's You're right. just 4400. 44, yes. Yes, they dropped the the. <laughs> they dropped the the. I, so, you know, I mean, okay, AJ, not fair to compare, but I did go and watch immediately the other show, um, which, you know, in the original, they are let out of quarantine almost immediately. Like, within that first episode, they're like, they're yeah. not a threat. They're yep. let out of quarantine. And we see, whoa, whoa, whoa. you know, we immediately get into what is the really interesting part of the show is them trying to adjust to society, right? Adjust to this mm-hmm. new world. And, and I, so one of the things that's a little, by keeping them in this hotel ballroom, I guess they're trying to, like, develop these characters more, but I felt like they were so immediate. Like we immediately saw Lily get out and um, and you know go to her husband's house and he's married and whatever. And then she has no place to stay and she's in the like you know. And that guy who um, I mean this guy in the first episode there's a guy who like uh, when he gets angry like things shake and explode or whatever. And he like you know is kicked out. He's fired from his job and he his wife's in the nursing home or whatever. And he I think that guy dies in the first episode, but. Like, I, you know, keeping them in, keeping them in quarantine is, you know, on the one hand, they have something to say about these conditions. But on the other hand, I feel like, yeah, maybe we're not getting to see them as much as, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I, I watched the second episode. I won't say anything about it. Um, or I won't say much about it. Um, and I guess we'll talk about it next week, but um I will call on you, AJ and Jamie, to remind me to try not to compare. And I, you know what? I will do myself a favor, and I will not watch the 4400 while I'm watching 4400. <laughs> but, but see, that's that's why I did, did it, though, Karen, is because I knew I would have the same reaction as you. I already knew going into this that the original is probably better. <laughs> that's yeah. why I'm trying not to compare it, because I know it's going to be a different show. Yeah. So when you yeah. start doing that, it it's, you know. Yeah. So, all right. All right. So, Jamie, did, did you did you finish Midnight Mass, or are you still on the finale? No, I did not. I have not had time to watch it. There's anything going on. 
That's actually funny. You guys will- Karen watched the whole – you had one episode to watch. Karen watched the whole thing. <laughs> well, I think I had one and a half. But, yes, I know. You're right. You're right. I um, yeah. It's okay. I need to catch up on it. In the time that you want to trying to talk about it, yeah. it's up to you. I can sign in next week, or you can wait. It's up to you, whatever you want to do. You um, can hold it. But, yeah, but I will try to watch. Uh. Yeah, I think that's it. I don't know. You guys have what? You still have uh, why American Horror Stories? The Last Man. Why? Oh. American Horror yeah. Stories over. Why The Last Man and Midnight Mass? I think is what we what we have. Yeah. I haven't yeah. um, seen anything. Have you guys seen Dune? Are we going to watch Dune and talk about it? I watched Dune. I saw Dune. I saw Dune. Oh, we also talked in Key. I, if you guys want to talk about oh, that. Oh yeah, at all. I watched it. I watched. We're gonna hold Lock no, and Key till next week, I, I think. So AJ, we're, we're gonna do Lock and Key next week. I promise, I will remember to watch it this week. <laughs> okay. Well then, I, well then, I will just say, don't read my because I was gonna say I put up the interview with Aaron Ashmore, the exclusive. Don't read it yet. If you have not watched the season, don't read it yet because it is full of important spoilers that are big. So don't read it. Okay. Uh, but I have okay. Um, the other interview that's that's up with um, Connor and and Darby. That's that's not spoilers. Okay. Um, well, then, if you haven't seen that, I mean, you, did you see Dune? Do you want to talk about Dune? Or did you I, I haven't seen it. Give me, I have HBO Max. Karen, Give me next week. Karen hasn't okay. seen it yet. <laughs> no, that's fine. Well, then I guess I haven't seen it, what you guys have seen then. So I guess that's it for me because uh, I don't yeah. want to I went to the movies yet. this week. I went to the movies this week, but I did not take in any sci-fi. I went to see um, The French Dispatch. Uh-huh, which has a year of sci-fi in it. You like Wes Anderson? Anderson. I, think, I can't get no, into I don't like. I don't like Wes Anderson, and I liked this movie. And so, I, I mean, I, I really hated okay. The Royal Tenenbaums. I did like The Oh, my God. Hotel. I didn't finish The Royal Tenenbaums. No, I didn't either. I never finished it. I, I hated The Royal Tenenbaums. What's the movie called? It's called The French, French Dispatch. Dispatch. And it's it's based it's about um it's about well it's Wes Anderson it's you know it's an indie so it's about um a literary magazine based in France so it is based on the New Yorker so if you've ever read the New Yorker you would totally get this movie and if you're not familiar with the New Yorker um uh I mean it's not like you wouldn't get the movie or understand that you know they're telling. The movie is told in like five short stories, which are basically the stories that are in the magazine, this issue. Um, and it's cute, and I liked it. And um, But I think, you know, if you've ever read an issue of The New Yorker or you're familiar with the sort of like liter- journalism and, and, and stories that are in The New Yorker, um, it, it, it would make more sense. <laughs> yeah, it would make more sense. You would get like this cut, yeah. So, um <laughs> and I don't subscribe to yeah. it now, but I have I have in the past. Um, and uh, I mean, you don't have to subscribe to it. Like if you picked it up, you would get the type of. Um, anyway, yeah, but we don't. Whatever. I've already talked about it more than we should on this show. <laughs> <laughs> the only other thing I saw is I did see the movie Violet, because um, I talked to Justine Bateman who made it. Um, that was pretty good, but that's. The only other thing I've seen, I think, this week, other than, than huh. uh, Halloween Wars, <laughs> which you guys don't want or care about, <laughs> me and my cake shows. All right. Yeah, cake okay, show. So, all right. We'll talk about the last, why the last man, and I will, 
I will Midnight wait until next week to okay. see. I will try to watch Midnight Mass. All right. All right. All right. Okay, have a All good right. night, guys. Bye. Bye. Good night, team. Good night. Good night. Good night. Um, okay, you want to talk about why first? Yes. Why not? Okay. <laughs> why not? Why not talk about why? So I just watched, I, when we talked last week, I had one more, we both had one more episode to go, right? Both, so yeah. we both watched yeah. the finale now. Um, so um, it's unfortunate that this show was canceled because it ends on a, on a, on a, you know, in some ways a real twist. I mean, in some ways, this episode put to bed some storyline. Like, Roxanne just had to go. Thank God they put that storyline to bed, right? But in some ways, there's a big, like, U-turn at the end of it also. Um, And it's unfortunate that we – we'll see what happens, if it gets picked up or not. Uh, But it probably won't. Um, It's um... one thing to go from network to streaming, but to go from – Streamer, yeah. streamer, I feel like it's harder, but I I really enjoyed the finale. Like up when I, when I first yeah. heard it got canceled, I was like I was like eh, I'm enjoying it. You know, it's not the greatest thing, um, but the finale yeah. knocked it out of the park. I thought the finale was yeah. great. I, you know what, I really appreciated, and I made this joke last week because when Sam separates from Hero. I made the comment of, oh, great, how is he going to run into her now? Because, you know, like, and we always use Falling Skies as an example of people running into each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I appreciated, actually, the way that it made sense the way a lot of our characters came together. You know, like Sam yeah. going to the Browns' house, you know, and getting tased <laughs> by Cat <Yeah>. was awesome. <laughs> Um, but it made sense. And the thing is, I didn't realize how close Sam was with the family until you see the flashback. And then I realized, yeah. oh, Sam's been around for a long time. Um, yeah. And so, that's why Sam's been saying, like, since we met him, like, here, can we please go to your mother? Can we please go to your mother? And it, yeah. it made total sense that he yeah. would make a beeline and, for the White House. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, originally when he was saying it earlier in the season, I thought he just knows who her mother is and figures, hey, let's go, you know, that's the person to go see. But now we find out that he actually knows Jennifer, um, which I thought was pretty cool. So I like, you know, I, and, and he knows the general vicinity where Hero is. So, you know, that would have brought everybody together. And it made actual sense how the, you know, the Amazons going to the, the prison people and Hero and... Uh, York running into each other and everything. Um, I yeah. like the twist that they think Jennifer's dead because of Virginia claiming to be the president and her getting shot in the head. So technically they did kill the president. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> um, so I, I like that. But just, um, you know, 355 is opening up, um, telling, you know, telling a little more about herself and everything. I mean, just the entire episode just was just from start to finish. I, it was just, it was very well written and made sense. Like things weren't happening just to happen. Like it all yeah. flowed. And I like, and I, yeah. I kind of had a feeling, but I like um, that Jennifer, Sam, and Beth are being held by uh, 355's people, which I kind of had a yeah. feeling that's who it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah. did you notice? I want. I want to know who's in the other cell, because if you notice when they're looking at the cameras, you see the three of them, and then off on the 
to the left a little bit, you see another camera, and there's one person sitting in a cell by themselves. So I was kind of like, ooh, who's that? Oh, like, I feel like that I might be important. Yeah. Um, but you can't, you can't really get a good shot of the person, so there's no way to really tell who it is. Um, but here is – and, now, you know, now I hope it, it does find a new home. And from what I'm hearing right now, like, there hasn't been a lot of talk, but apparently HBO Max has some interest from what I'm understanding. But – the reason I have hope now, I read today, Stephen King is on the Y bandwagon. He tweeted out uh, yesterday, the day before, that he was very upset that Y had gotten canceled. Um, I guess he's read the comic or the, the graphic novel. Well, it's Joe Hill. And Joe Hill wrote it. Joe Hill wrote Y? Right? You think Joe Hill Are you sure about that? I, no, 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 Joe Hill didn't write it. Mm. I don't remember who wrote it, but it wasn't right now. It wasn't Joe Hill. I'm going to Google it while we're talking. I'm I'm pretty sure it's. Oh no, no, Joe Hill wrote Lock and Key. Joe Hill wrote Lock and Key. Yeah, that's why I saw Joe Hill on my TV. Yeah, I saw Joe Hill's name on my TV today. Uh, That's why. I was going to say. I I was going to say. I was going to say. I was going to say why the last name was written a long time ago. Written by. Yeah, I I watched it today right before Lock and Key. My bad. I'm sorry. (laughs) There you go. It's okay. But But the reason I bring up the fact, yeah, the reason I bring up the fact that I have hope now because the last time Stephen King jumped on a canceled bandwagon, Manifest was saved. Uh, (laughs) Not that that Stephen King had anything to do with Manifest getting saved, (laughs) unless somebody at Netflix was unless somebody at Netflix was like, hey, uh, we got some Stephen King movies that we want to do on Netflix, and he wants Manifest saved. Maybe we should, you know. Hey, can we do this movie too? If you if we save Manifest for you, <laughs> so who knows? <laughs> well, I mean, maybe you got some why, pull for why. I think why, and maybe we'll talk a little about the story in a second. But I, I mean, imagine. I, I mean, I like why I like this show in a lot of ways, and imagine how good this show could be with a little bit of HBO money. Like maybe they're not yeah. they're not getting Game of they're not getting Game of Thrones money. But you go on HBO Max, you maybe get a little more money than you get on Hulu, right? Or yeah. I yeah. don't know. And and not for nothing, I think it's done pretty pretty well with the the smaller budget of Hulu and FX. So if they were to yeah. get a deal with HBO Max, I mean, it, it it can only make it better. And I gotta say, you know, I feel like, you know, whereas I was early in the season, like I enjoy it, but it's you know it's kind of slow paced and everything, but it was it's took the whole season to get all the pieces in place. And then, the, the, like I said, the finale just knocked it out of the park. I really enjoyed so, the finale. So let's talk a little bit about what happened and why you liked it so much. And I mean, I liked it also. I felt like it finally felt like a show that was reaching, you know, I, I didn't say this to Jamie, but like, I also watched, like, World Beyond this week as I watched it, I felt like this is a show that finally feels like it's moving towards a conclusion. And I felt like this show, this episode really, like, moved it towards conclusion. And I really liked the gunfight yeah. in the in, in prison I town. Um, I thought it was well-directed, and I loved the way, like, you know, I, I, I loved how Roxanne's overconfidence just, like, I mean, she's obviously delusional, has delusions of grandeur, but that she's like, oh, oh yeah. we can take a bunch, she's like, we can take a bunch of soccer moms 
like soccer moms, they were all in prison. Like it's a to- like like yeah, they didn't years, know that. Though. They did not know what the hell you <laughs> no, and they didn't bother to do any. They made an assumption that they made an assumption yeah. that all the women who survived are soccer moms except for them, and they made an assumption yeah. that. I mean, I would think that you would know if there was a women's prison nearby, but whatever. They made a lot of assumptions about these people, and it was stupid, and it was poor leadership. Um, and it's been clear for a while that White House lady, whose name I forget, Max Mom, Nora. Nora, Nora. I mean, it's been clear for a long time that she's a better strategist um, mm-hmm. and has, you know, and nobody will listen to her, and that Roxanne rules by charisma and or fear depending how you, but i love that like as they're getting ready i'm like oh they're going into prison town this is going to be awesome they have no idea mm-hmm. like, even like that's what even i was like thinking the head lady she says oh you have no idea who you're dealing with it was like i love just waiting for that to happen yeah and i love seeing them all get shot because they're a bunch of idiots and you know mm-hmm. and um well, cause, i mean because roxanne yeah, hyped them all up you know they're a bunch of they're a bunch of you know any, you know, between teenage and 20-something, most of them, and Roxanne's got them all yeah. hyped up. We're the Amazons, woo you know, and, yeah, you know, it's like, I mean, that scene with Nora, when she broke it down, you know, I mean, I, I have oh, yeah. really enjoyed Nora's story. Like, to watch Nora, I mean, that's, that's, uh, one thing this show's done really well is the character development. Um, Nora's growth through the show and especially over the last two or three episodes, as you see her kind of turn that corner, you know, I think it's been really great. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I guess, it, it, you know, I, I like one thing I like about it was like at the beginning, how she was like, okay, she worked in the white house, but they made it like she was just an office drone. I mean, yeah, she was a spokes communications person, I think, or whatever, but you know, she's been kind of, I mean, you could call her weak in some ways, maybe, or ill-equipped to survive. Um, but these last couple episodes have really shown, like, why she works in the White House, that she's got a strategic mind, and she, you know, she can think strategically. Yeah. And, and obviously, she counseled the president on how to communicate about things like invasions and whatever. And so, um, uh, you know, she, she, yeah, and I, when she, when you talk about when she broke it down, like, that was that was a great kind of monologue where she talks about how basically like okay you were you were abused by your partners you were in a shelter for abused people look who you just took up with like look at how Roxanne is treating you yep. like you're basically falling back into that pattern um that was a fantastic scene and I almost like we yeah. knew that Roxanne was a charlatan and was was ruling by fear but like I, I I'm not sure I could have articulated it until Nora articulated it in this episode. So, well. yeah, you know, and when she called her, when she's like, I dated men like you, I was like, Oh, talk about hitting where it hurts. <laughs> like, yeah. and I hadn't yeah. really thought of it in that manner. Like you don't have to be a man to be that type of person. You know what I mean? Like it's not, yeah. that's not just like men don't, men just don't get to be like that. You know, women can do that same shit, you know? Yep. And I hadn't really thought about it until Nora said that to her, and I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I certainly hadn't either, and I haven't read the comic book. I don't know if that's in the comic book, but the way this show is sort of, like, playing with or not playing with but exploring, like, 
what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman, what it means like to genetically be, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, it's been very clear that it's not men who died necessarily, but I, I mean, I think that was awesome to show, like, you've basically taken up with another abusive partner. You just haven't really yep. seen it that way, um, which does happen to some people in abusive relationships. Like, they have a pet, mm-hmm. you know, they sometimes get involved in another abusive relationship. Um, yeah, that was that was fantastic. That was a great scene. And, and you know, I, the only thing that, for me, was lacking, and it wasn't lacking, it was still good, but I, I was, like, waiting for Roxanne to be forced to admit who she was. And yeah. Instead of like, I, was, <laughs> I was kind of bummed that we didn't get to see that, but at the same time, like, that's okay. Like, it wasn't really, like, it was kind of even more awesome that Nora shoots her without that explanation. Yeah. And that nobody turns on her, right? Like, I guess Nora's now the yeah. leader of the Amazons. I mean, that's the thing yeah. that I would love to well, see if she gets picked up. It definitely helped that Hero stood by her side immediately after. Yeah. Yeah. You know what was funny though? It was, it was and I, I felt like it was directed so well because, you know, she pulls the gun and everybody, you know, pulls their guns and everything. But as soon as she actually shoots Roxanne, everybody's like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody liked her. Like, Nobody like, really liked her. Yeah. Like, you know, like, yeah, like that blonde girl that was talking to Sam all the time, she didn't really like Roxanne. And I, and that's the thing because once, the fear was gone. It was kind of like, eh, you know, like <laughs> yeah. nobody was really sad to see her go. And you could see it in that whole, like the way that everybody in that scene, I mean, it was just, you know, really done well. And I, you know, I, I, I mean, yeah, obviously each, each of the actresses, you know, were chosen for, you know, their acting abilities and everything, but, but for a director to get everybody to just convey that like unified moment like that, like that's just, that was a really great scene. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was it was great. Um and I I kind of liked how they so I've really been sort of like I'm not they have all these party scenes where they're like they're like take off their shirts and hold glow sticks and dance around or whatever and they have all this weird Amazon yeah. hoo ha and then but that scene where it's the night before they're gonna invade this town and take it over, right? And they're so confident that the night before they had, like, skinny dipping party or whatever, with glow stick skinny yeah. dipping party, and no real preparation for this invasion um, was kind of, like, I kind of, I, I kind of liked that because it, I haven't always liked those things, but I kind of liked that because it was setting up how they were just so ridiculously unprepared and not strategic and, like, well, they're really destined to fail, right? <laughs> Yeah, because yep. you know, because Roxanne has this plan that they're just going to ride into town, and everybody's like, yep. "Oh no, a bunch of women with guns, run!" You know, and that because yeah. that's you know, because again, they didn't do their homework and realize that this town is where the CEOs and their families lived, who ran the prison. <laughs> you know, like they didn't yeah. realize. Uh oh, wait a minute, there's a prison right there. Maybe they aren't soccer moms. And, and that's the funny, you know, like, that's the thing, like, like, Roxanne was so convoluted that, you know, I mean, much like The Walking Dead, um, if you're st- if you're in a good way right now, chances are you're a badass and you can handle yourself, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. 
like Roxanne just had it convinced that we're we're, we're the Amazons and nobody can beat us type of attitude, you know, yeah. like that, like, like the Amazons are kind of like the saviors, you know, Roxanne mm-hmm. had that Negan mentality. Now, if only somebody had yeah. done that to Negan sooner. <laughs> yeah, like Negan ruled by charisma and fear, and yeah, yes. and that's exactly what Roxanne yeah, was really, doing. Yeah, I mean, I was so glad she was killed because I also couldn't have tolerated like a whole other season of her, right? Because she was so annoying. Yeah. Um, but it was great the way she uh, went out. Um, and so, so I mean, I'm gonna like make an assumption here. Uh, I would say probably that you agree that. Nor did the right thing by surrendering. Um, oh yeah, I was. And, I kept waiting for yeah. it. Yeah, uh, she did the and right actually, thing. Actually, to be and, honest, guys, finish with that. Yeah, off. go ahead. Well, and then we see the—I forget the name of the woman who's the head of the of the prison gang. We shouldn't call them a prison gang, but prison town. Um, and she says, "No, they surrendered. We can't shoot them after they surrendered." Which you is a very you like you can't shoot the, You can't shoot them after they surrender. <laughs> That was funny. I actually laughed at that. <laughs> it was funny, but Roxanne totally would have shot them after they surrendered, right? Like, uh-huh. like oh yeah, and, and absolutely. I mean, this whole story arc was definitely about showing how the imprisoned women were 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 human and humane, and and not bad people, and they had a code, and part of that code was we don't shoot people right. surrendered, which is a totally like bare minimum of what you should do, right? Yeah. Holy um, would have shot everyone who surrendered. You know, I, I, I loved that whole scene because there was a part of me that was kind of expecting, you know, they were just, you know, getting everything set up and I was expecting all the women to come out with guns and, you know, they're on the rooftops and everything and have them completely surrounded and then have the, the you know, the, the leader be like, um, it, maybe you guys should put your guns down. You sure you want to do this? You know, like look around. You know, and Nora's watching yeah. it happen. Nora is noticing that it's happening. And, she, and so I was kind yeah. of half expecting Nora to jump up and be like, you know what? Amazon's put your guns down. Um, we don't want to do this, you know. But instead, the shooting just starts, you know. They, there's no, yeah. hey, put your guns down. No, there's no there's no trying to talk about this. It's just, you know what, screw it. <laughs> which I wasn't, you know, and that's yeah. the thing. that was the great thing about the scene setup because you didn't know which way it was going to go. Because they it set yeah. up so nicely, so yeah, and Nora yeah. and I and you can see Nora as she's look you know after um, Jody gets shot and she's looking around and everything she's sitting there with Max and you can see that she's like like actually it's funny I actually thought at, for a second for a split second I thought Nora was going to shoot Roxanne then like yep when um yes. when, when Roxanne was walking aim. yep I thought she was going to. And they they set it up to make you think that Nora's going to shoot 355, but I knew she wasn't going to. I thought she was going to shoot Roxanne. Instead, she she runs out and's like, "Stop shooting!" <laughs> I was like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah, I also thought she was going to shoot Roxanne at that moment. Um, that was going to be her opportunity, and and like that. Yeah. In the gunfire, no one would really know who shot Roxanne. Right. But it played out. I like I like the way it played out better later. Anyway, it definitely yeah. worked better the way they did it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I thought that at 355, that was so, you know, really liked her idea when she's like, they, they want a man, let's give them a man. 
And, you know, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I hadn't even thought about that. You know, like, that didn't even cross my mind as they're, like, get, you know, they're, getting like, their we weapons and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I um. Yeah, I mean, all that was great. I I enjoyed also the flashback to dinner where yes. Hero – I mean, I feel like I feel oh, yeah. that flashback definitely from Hero's point of view, right? Like, I feel like if there's a character POV in that, it's Hero. Like, she, like, I feel like if we'd seen that from Jennifer's POV, her comments might not have sounded quite as sharp as they did, although they were kind of innocuous, mm. right? Um, Hero was definitely a total jerk at that dinner, but... I do appreciate the ways in which Yorick is a total jerk and doesn't even know it. Like they're really playing Yorick as, as, as a person of privilege, like his privilege being yeah. a man, you know, like, He's oblivious. like in that he is. And, and his sister makes a comment like, Oh yeah, you're the poor cis white man whose mother is like in Congress. Right. Like he only because his <laughs> yeah. mother is a rich Congress person. Does he, have an apartment in New York City and somehow support himself as a like a magician, right? I mean, I guess there are people who do yeah. it, but whatever, right? Uh, uh, and when and he's, he's telling very, the like, story about, uh-huh. and when he's telling the about story new, about new his, 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 and he gets through the whole thing, and uh, Hero's like, "What about me?" He's like, "Oh yeah, and you too." Like, no, not not her too. You just said that now because you totally. And she's like, that's okay. I don't want to be one of the chains holding you down, <laughs> which I yeah, thought was yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but you, know, you know what I took from that scene? Totally wrong. What? No, she's not wrong at all. But what the, what the big thing I took from that scene is after she called her dad out for having an affair with his TA, um, mm-hmm. I have a feeling, I think Jennifer already knew. Because when she, go, when she gets up to leave and she walks over to Hero and whispers something to Hero, um, yeah, I I got the feeling that Jennifer already knew, and they were already like the two of them. They were like were already separated, but they hadn't told the kids yet, type of thing. Yeah, I have a feeling that's what you know. If we get another season, we'll we'll find out that that's what you know why they had already separated by that point, and he was banging his TA, and you know Jennifer was focusing on her career, and then you know obviously they eventually get divorced. Um. Oh, but I got, I had the feeling that that's what it was. Cause, cause I, whatever she whispered to her afterwards, hero kind of had this look on her face, like, Oh crap. <laughs> I thought maybe what she said there, there's a scene earlier in, in this episode or in a previous episode where hero is talking to maybe Nora and she says, Oh, my mother said I was careless and selfish and I was a jerk and whatever. And I was wondering if, if that was when Jennifer said that to her. Um, uh, I mean, Jennifer, you know, we we talk about York being clueless, and he is, but Jennifer's really clueless also. Like, Jennifer, not Jen, why am I calling yeah. Jennifer? Um, Hero is very clueless also. Because Hero tells this story about how, oh, you know, when my, well, I had to have a background check when my mother, like, became head of the Senate, the, the house, like, yeah. whatever she's on, foreign relations. And she's like, Yorick only had to talk for 30 minutes. I had someone interrogate me for six hours. And I'm like, yeah, because you're a 
alcoholic who's sleeping with a married man, like, like her potential to embarrass yeah. her mother is so great, right? And her yeah. security, like, I'm sorry, but an alcoholic might run their mouth a little bit when they're drunk, right? Like, she right. acts like she's so put upon and he's the fate, like, yeah, he's probably the favorite, but whatever. She's so, like, angry about life not being fair, which, like, life's not fair, whatever. Sorry, like, but, like, like, of course she had a greater security background check because she's a risk, a risk of embarrassing her mother and a risk of maybe maybe a national security risk. I don't know, right? Like, here's a little bit of a – she's kind of a baby. She's, 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 she's really kind of a petulant brat in a lot of ways, I think, right? Like, would you – if she was your kid, would you smack her? I would. You know, I mean – well, I don't disagree with what you're saying. At the same time, it's got to be hard yeah. when your par- you know, you you you're you know, you're a sibling and it's made blatantly obvious by your parents which child they prefer. That can't be easy on yeah. somebody. My you know, me personally, I make jokes all the time. Um like Junior say or do something, I'll be like, and that's why you're my favorite child. And then Arnie's like, wait a minute. I'm like, shh, shh, just let her feel good for a minute. You know, like, <laughs> like joking, you know, in a joking way, you know, because I mean, I can't speak for all parents, but me personally, I really don't have a favorite child simply because I love them all for different specific reasons. Like there's certain things that I love right. about Artie that, you know, he, he's, you know, on top of better than junior Damon, but then there's things Damon does that junior art, you know what I mean? So it's like, they all have their individual things that I love about them. And it doesn't make me be like, okay, well, this is my favorite child because this, this, or this, you know what I mean? So, um, of course, of course, in that, in that scene, you know, in that scene, I mean, it is, and it's only one scene, but it's blatantly obvious (laughs) that they're just like disgusted with hero and Yorick is their pride and joy. And they're humoring Yorick. Um, a couple yeah. things there. I mean, I, I also think now, now you, so I'm not a parent. You're the parent of three very different children and you might handle the same situation differently with each of the three of them, depending on their personality and their developmental stage or whatever. Right. Yes. So they're True. encouraging Yorick with his little, Silly, okay, maybe he's not silly. His passion for magic or whatever, right? Whereas they're pushing, like, they're like, are you going to go back to school? And he was like, I went to school to be a paramedic. Uh, you know, I mean, if you have a child with, a, you know, you ride a child harder sometimes maybe for whatever reason, right? Um, now, the other side of that, I will say, like, I, I'm a, woman i was a girl and i have a brother were you now and i yes i have a bro i have a younger brother <laughs> and i was very aware throughout my life of a of a kind of a double standard of of raising a girl versus a boy but also your older child versus your younger child like like the first child can't get away with anything and the second child like gets nope. away with like Right, like the first child maybe can like I couldn't get away with shit, and then my brother like goes out and gets drunk and doesn't get grounded and whatever. And is that is that older younger? Is that a girl boy? But like I was, it's older younger. Aware, yeah, I think it's older, that's, younger, that's definitely an older younger thing because 
because <laughs> because the problem what happens is by the time you get to that second child and that second child reaches those stages, the first child has worn you out. Like being the older child, you have paved the way for your siblings to get away with shit. <laughs> it's your own fault. <laughs> because, so Damon, Damon, I'll tell you, Damon, Damon's gonna get away with murder. It, you're saying right because he's the third. Oh, he already has. And, and I mean, like just the. Oh my God! I just I don't have the energy with Damon sometimes. I'm just like, uh, like it's you know it's fun. It's it's simple little things. Like perfect example tonight at, we're eating dinner, and he set his cup down and he acts you know when we, as he was setting it down. I don't even know how he did it. As he set it down, it fell over. His cup fell over. Like I don't know if he caught the corner of his plate or what happened. It fell over, and I just looked at him, and. I just got up and I got paper towels and I cleaned it up. I didn't even say a word. What is he? He, what is you he, know, seven? I did eight. Eight? Eight. And yeah, yeah he's, he's eight now. He just turned eight in October. And I didn't say a word. And I was just like, you know, we continued eating and whatever. You know, I can say with certainty with Junie, I was screaming bloody murder at her, tell her to be more careful. With Artie, yeah. it was, I was still yelling, but not at that same angry octave it was like come on you gotta pay attention to what you're doing type of thing and now with damon it was like eh. <laughs> the dog will get it <laughs> um, something like that so so hero I, I think hero is the older but i'm not sure but i guess where i'm going with this is i, I think everything that's different between them hero i think sees Hero sees it. I mean, she, I mean, she definitely saw him as being favorite. Did she always see it as boy girl? I don't know. But definitely, when she gets under Roxanne's influence, she begins to like be like yeah. brainwashed that every single slight ever experienced in her life is because she's a yeah. woman. And maybe it's not that. Maybe she's the smart one, and they were writing her harder. And York is like, you know, I mean. I, Come on, he's York, right? Like, what, they're not going to be like, York, yeah. did you apply to Harvard yet? But they might be like, Hero, it, it did you apply be. to Harvard yeah. yet, right? <laughs> um, yeah. But she definitely, uh, I mean, it's interesting, and it's interesting to see, was Hero always like that? Like, so many women on the show are, are, are I don't know, seeing, like, problems in their life as, I don't know, like. Well, you know what the thing, the thing is, too? It. It's, you know, I mean, the show is, you know, I mean, the generalization of the show is because, you know, all, all everybody with a Y chromosome, um, you know, for the most part, men um, yeah. are, are gone from the show, except for York. And we have, you know, this female society now. And, but it's funny, I like, you know, like with in Hero's situation, it's, it wasn't just York and her dad. Jennifer and her did not get along either, you know, so it's not even like she was beat down by male figures in her life. It was her mother too, you know, this very successful politician, you know, and then Nora, Nora hated her mother. There's no, you know, no mention of of her father. Nora's entire existence is because of her mother, you know? So I think it's, I think it's kind of interesting how the parallels of that, considering this, this grandiose, thing that Roxanne has created of all the men, the men, the men, you know? Meanwhile, Nora's like, I hated my mother. 
it had nothing to do with a yeah. man. You know, I, I loved my yeah. son and my husband. They were great. You know, my mother was the problem. My mother was the worst. Yeah. Yeah. That is kind of interesting. And, and hero like seems to really think well of her father. Okay. So she's not happy that her father, the, the English professor, like they finally in this episode explain who hero is in, in Shakespearean, you know, drama. And it's not really the her read on it is that hero's not the greatest heroine in all Shakespeare that you'd want to be named after, well, right? Well, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, we've both seen much ado about nothing. It's 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 kind of an I you know, it, it's kind of interesting. He's he's a you know a Shakespeare, you know an English teacher, but he's big on Shakespeare. And he out of all the characters he picks, he picks York and Hero for his children, like. Yeah, that's just asking them to be to to lead them down a bad road. I mean, like she yeah. said, you know, I mean, we both need much to do about nothing. Hero, it's actually kind of funny because Hero, although the groom, you know, the 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 the, the groom is tricked into thinking that she's a whore, she's not, yeah. you know. So it's kind of an yeah. interesting. And then York, forget it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and in this episode, Hero, and maybe we should, we're getting really into this, um, but Hero in this episode, like, she kind of, I don't know, like, she, she kind of blames her parents for her behavior. And, like, is she saying that, like, well, I took up with Mary, I, like, like my father named me after a whore, I'm a whore, I'll just act like, and I'm not saying sleeping with a married man makes you a whore, I'm just saying that Hero is a self-loathing character, and she's very yes. self-destructive, right? And she does things um, that she knows are not good for her, and she does them anyway. I don't know because she's an alcoholic, because she's self-loathing. Like who knows why? But she, okay, your father gave you this name, and and you're saying it's a burden, and you're blaming him. But we also have a character who's like, my mother gave me this name that I felt was an old lady name, and I changed my name. Right, like right. Nora, like took some action. Yeah. Now in the end, Nora's like, "Look, you can't avoid who you are." And changing my name didn't change it's, who I am. But you know what? It's the same. You know, it's the same basic story throughout any show. I mean, through life. At a certain point, you have to take responsibility for yourself. Which yeah. and there's and there's the, the very drastic differences between Nora, what Nora did with her life. And what Hero is doing with hers, you know, Hero is still playing the victim, whereas Nora is taking control. Hero is kind of the same as Yorick in that she's sort of relying on her parents' money and reputation. Oh yeah, he's not any better, right? Oh she's yeah, not any oh yeah, Yorick's like, not any better. Yorick's the same thing. Yeah. Like Yorick yeah. doesn't take responsibility for himself either. <laughs> no, but you know like acts like her parents are a big part of her problem, but she's happy to, you know, I think she, I mean, I don't think she lives on their money the way her brother does, but I think she's still, I was just going to say, I will, I will say that. I was just going to say, I will say that for hero though. Hero pays her own way. Whereas Yorick is unemployed. (laughs) I mean, if, uh, you know, Beth is employed. So I don't know if she's paying for that department themselves, but I'm pretty sure hero makes some kind of comment to Yorick at one point about, uh, or says something about Yorick about how he, oh yeah, when they see each other in the first couple episodes there, she said something about, said something to him about his mom still paying your rent. Yeah. 
Now, I will say she does seem happy that he's alive. Um, yeah. And she does take action to, I mean, she does say, like, leave before I have to shoot you. Like, she would have shot him if she had to to protect her own position in this group. But I don't she didn't think want she to. I don't think she would have shot well, him. I think she was just saying that to get him right? to run. Yeah, yeah, she says that, but I don't think she actually would have. I mean, look how distraught she looked over shooting the the chick on the horse there. Could you imagine oh, yeah. if she, you know, I don't think she could, I don't think she could have pulled the trigger on her brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably not. Um Oh, speaking of taking think? a bullet, the the I don't remember her name either, but the girl that um that York slept with that was oh, that yeah. was a shock. That was kind of that was surprising. You see, you know, he tackles her to stop her from shooting Hero, and then she stands up, and all of a sudden you hear bang, and she, you see her go boom. And I was like, holy crap! What? Where did that come from? <laughs> that was that was done was well Rachel? too. Her name might. I don't remember. I don't know the girl's name. I forget. I forget her name. Um, I was going to ask you what you think of Yorick like sleeping with her. Like Yorick has made such a big deal about how he loves Beth. He loves Beth. He wa- and look, I believe he loved Beth and wanted to marry Beth, right? But he's been making this yeah. huge deal about it. And it has only been like two or three months and he insists she's alive. And then, you know, the first woman who comes on to him uh, and like that woman was pursuing him, but it's not clear to me if she really liked him or she just, like, here's a man, let me... Like, she undressed him, like, when he was unconscious, right? Like, yeah. Like... Um, but the, there was, was some attraction there, I and he answer, with her, and I'm like, go ahead. Yeah. He's been whining um, about Beth forever. If she... I think she does like him, because when she has that argument with 355, she says to 355, she goes, at least I can admit that I like him. Because, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, she's like, right. yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Remember she's definitely, that. I mean, I, I don't, it might, at first it might have just been like, ooh, a man. But I think as they talked and, got, you know, got to know each other, I think she generally liked him. Um, I was, you know, I kind of wasn't sure where that was going to go. And I thought that was another scene that the way they revealed it was done well. Because, you know, you see them talking and everything and, you know, and then he starts kissing her and everything. So it's like, okay, we're going that way. Um, I, I felt like the same way you did. He, you know, he's just been best, 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 best. But, you know, that, it's kind of funny, though, that when he reveals, you know, that he's only ever been with Beth. Um, like yeah. I didn't, you don't realize the flashback was very helpful in this episode. Because yes. the flashback kind of puts stuff into perspective. Like, okay, he's been with Beth a while, you know. Jennifer knows her, um, you know, and then we, you know, learn how long Sam's known the family. Um, and then, to, you know, find, you know, you, we really get a feel in this episode of how long they've already been together, especially when York is like, yeah, we got together really young. So him and Beth have been together. I'm, I'm going to say probably since like, oh, no, did he say when they met? I don't know if he did, but I mean, she's getting her PhD now. So, like, are they supposed to be in there? Tw- Does somebody say they're twenty-eight in this episode? Like, they're in their twenty. Uh, like, they look a little older, I mean, but I, I think they're supposed to be in their twenties, yeah, maybe. I, yeah, I get the I get the feeling. Well, I get the feeling that they were probably high school sweethearts. Maybe. I mean, he says very young, 
So maybe yeah. they met, like, maybe he did go to college for, like, a semester, and that's where they met. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah. So they've definitely been getting together for a minute. Um, yeah. So, part, I mean, on one hand, I was surprised because he has been so best, 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 best. And if it's the only woman he's ever been with, he's clearly a faithful partner. Um, but at the same time, maybe it's starting to sink into him that he might never find Beth. <laughs> you know? She might be dead. She might so maybe be dead. He, yeah, for all he knows. You know, and I think maybe he was just like, you know, went, you know, lived in the moment for a change instead of yeah. worrying about everything. Yeah, I mean, maybe he turned. Into, maybe he, he. Maybe he. Maybe he turned into the type of guy that was like, eh, even if I find Beth, there's no way she's gonna fight about this girl. <laughs> you know. Yeah, maybe he's like, yeah, right. And he's like, maybe he's like, I'm literally the last man on earth. I can do whatever I want, right? Yeah. Oh my God! Speaking of that, that small scene that we had with Kimberly, I was like, I. I was oh like, my oh, God. my God, that, why is she dreaming? I, that was, well, I was like, yeah, why was is she bad. dreaming about York? And then when she, and then I then realized when she wakes up, she's like, I have the answer. I know how we're going to save all of us. I'm like, oh, God, she's got to go. Which she she said, jumped yeah, off the bucket. That they're going to use him as, well, she, like, she, put him out to stud and force him to, like, yeah, you know, that's exactly. Women? That's exactly what she's thinking. Yeah, well, she it, jumped off the, and, the, the Capitol building. She did because, I mean, there's, I mean, sh- there's no reason to think that a male baby will survive. Like Christine's baby is a is a girl, right? Like, didn't the doctor tell her that your baby is a girl or is probably a girl? Like, there's like a I lot, think, like a ton of women well, miscarried. Like, it's established that tons of women yes. miscarried because they were carrying boys, right? And they and there was an episode where even they said something about the males. Um, any male sperm has died. Like any, you know, like that there's been oh, I thought they at the sperm bank. they secured the sperm banks. They didn't secure the sperm banks? No, that was, that was Kimberly's whole thing, remember? She was flipping oh, out in the yeah. first episode because Jennifer yeah, was like, we're not going to. The, yeah. We're not going to get the sperm banks. Yes. She was and, like, yeah, the and sperm the banks. Jennifer, Jennifer was like, no, they're not. Yeah, because the um, any of the male specimens had uh, um they withered up and died <laughs> there was no yeah. spe- male specimen so anything with a y so literally anything with a y chromosome in it could put yeah i i really you know yeah. i really liked also the part of this episode where i mean i just feel like they 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 do pay attention to detail a bit on the show and there's that part where dr man chloe is that her first name she was saying, look, we're going to lose species. Like, extinctions are going to happen. Like, a species like mice, which their gestation period's only, yeah. like, you know, mice have babies, like, all, you know. She's like, we're going to lose mice, and we're going to lose bunnies, and, like, all these species with short reproductive cycles are going to be extinct very quickly, and then other species will follow. And I, I, I really kind of liked that little detail being put in there, and they're paying attention to that. And I, like, I also liked that she's like, we're going to lose mice and then bunnies. Like, that wasn't really talking like a scientist. That was talking like a person who likes bunnies, right? She didn't say we're going to lose rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> she said we're going to lose bunnies. Um, and, like, the extinction that's coming to this planet, uh, because we'll lose 
I mean, we're going to lose all of the protein, and we're going to become ve- a whole planet of vegans pretty quick, right? Not pretty quick, but soon enough, um, because yeah. no species can breed. I mean, it's a, this is an extinction-level event, which they don't really bring up that much on this show. Right. Well, we've talked about it a lot, more than usual. It was just a good finale. I hope it gets it was, it was such a Well, it, it was such a good – not only was it a good episode, we might not talk about it again. That's so, because we don't know what is going to happen. Yeah. So. so what do you think about those final moments where – um, 355's beeper, reappe- a new beeper reappears, and she realizes they've been followed. As good as she yeah. is, they've been followed, right? Yeah, they've been watching and, her. Right? And at the end, she's like, it's a map and coordinates. They want us to come in. And yep. And also, she has, in the previous scene, said to York, look, I work for the president. You're done. You can do whatever you want. And Dr. Man's like, what? No, I can't. Um, yeah. That's an interesting turn well, of events. It, yeah, and I like it too because now here Yorick has slept with this girl, and unbeknownst to him, he's gonna be going to see Beth now, and find out that his mother's alive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Although, yes, because so we presume that what is this group called? The group, the Clouder, whatever they're called, the group that three people belong to. Um, but they're going to presumably bring them back to D.C., right? I mean, I mean that's, who's, that's, got, that's who's, got, that's who's got Jennifer. That's who's got the president. Yeah. Um, right, but that's assuming I, I that think, they're even in D.C. Because, I mean, they could, you yeah. know, I mean, you know as well as I do. Just because that's where they started. They could be in Maryland. They could be in, you know. Yeah, they could have taken them anywhere. Yeah. But the general area, but yeah, yeah. boy, I hope it. Uh, I'm now I'm hoping it gets picked up, boy. Yeah, I like I said prior to you know, you know, finding out it was canceled, I was like, eh, and then seeing the finale, I'm like, I want it to. Oh my god, I hope it. <laughs> I hope it finds a new home. Holy crap! <laughs> I hope so too, but I do feel like we've been burned a little bit about shows that nail the finale, like like three years in a row. Yeah. We were like, we hate the hundred, we hate the hundred. The hundred. Oh, the finale is awesome. Uh-huh. This show. Yeah, yeah. but you know, so, but we didn't, like but we didn't show. hate it before the hundred. We didn't hate it before the hundred. We were moderately enjoying like, it. Yes. <laughs> yes, we were. We were. So. So. All right. I guess we should cut it off there. So, are we gonna hold yeah. midnight mass for Jamie? I guess so. Possibly watch yeah, it next which week. Which is fine. Yeah, yeah if she doesn't watch it next week, we're not waiting anymore. No. No, because I have thing I have feelings and things to say about how that ended. I told you you'd like it. <laughs> I, I like it, but I have I have a couple issues. I got a couple issues, but you know. No, no, I'm sure you do too. There's a couple issues. There's, there there are a couple issues, but I, I knew you'd like it. <laughs> well, it took a while, but those last like four episodes, I was like, oh, it's only one a.m. Yeah. Oh, it's only two a.m. Let me just burn through this. Yeah. Yeah. No, they were. All right, so we'll talk about that next week when, when Jamie yeah. supposedly is going to watch it, if she has time. I shouldn't say supposedly. She's busy, but she's going to try to watch it. All right. All right, good. So next All right, week, until next um, week. Yep. 
All right. Have we'll a good week, everybody. Week. Yep. All right. Have a good week. Oh. I'm going to watch Hold June. On. I, I, oh, wait. You have something, I, I, you have something I, to I say? Have one comp- I have one totally. Yes, I just remembered a complaint that I just wanted to point okay. out. I was reading. I got. I got I fell down a rabbit hole of clickbait earlier, and uh, I was reading this 10 most most shocking twists on TV, and as I'm getting down the list, um, I come to number three, and it was lost. And I read it, and the person that wrote this article, I want to track down this person and be like, you idiot. You have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, they were saying how they were saying how they were, you know, all the fans were told they're not dead. They're not dead. They're on the island. You know, they're not in purgatory. And then we get to the finale and they were dead, right? Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. Was that some crappy, like, Gawker article or something because that person obviously I don't never, know. I, 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 like, I, didn't watch the show, right? I mean, come on, they were dead. Uh, it was a shocking twist to you because it was wrong. That's why you were shocked because you don't know what you were <laughs> watching. Yeah, yeah. It read something like it, it read something like, uh, you know, everybody died eventually, so they were dead at the end, right? Oh my God, you're totally missing the whole fucking point of this whole thing. <laughs> Like, oh, and no. I'm scrolling through, and I, and I actually scrolled through because some sometimes some of the art, you know, those art, uh, articles I come across, they've got like you know, a section for comments people make, and I'm scrolling, and there's no comments on this one. I'm like, son of a bitch, I want to comment on this. Article. And you weren't allowed to comment. Commenting was not possible. <laughs> yeah, there was no com- there was no comments to be made. And I was like, oh my god, people that write this shit, You're they like, need to, you know. I have things to say. You know, yeah so anyway all right so thank you everybody for listening to karen and i go way off on the why the last man so if you haven't watched it (laughs) even though it's canceled watch it watch it and then you'll be like us hoping it it gets gets more streams if you watch it it might get picked up in these numbers so watch it so all right all right we'll do it again next week have a good week uh with all, all right. the same shows. All right. All right. Good night. Good night.